Okay. Turn off the click track. <laughs> Fucking hate that thing. Oh, oh. what a dick. <laughs> Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 29. We're coming to you from the Stude at 25.8 Studios in Scranton. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. Uh, I'm Mark Denebaum. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. But Lauren's not here today for ironic reasons that we will discuss later. Yes. And uh, Jimmy's here as well, but he doesn't have a mic because he's got to head out soon. Because he's going to the beach tomorrow because he's a jerk. Let's see. If it, say hi and see if we can hear you. Hi. Yeah, I heard that. Mark oh. said I sound better through echo. <laughs> <laughs> echo, echo. 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 Now, we're here with uh, Gene and Miranda Philbin of uh, Peculiar Culinary Company. Hi. How you doing, guys? Hey, Rich. Thanks for having us. Hello. Hashtag PCC, right? Hashtag peculiar. Close enough. <laughs> Hashtag ham. <laughs> Hashtag pork belly. God almighty, so many hashtags. I know, right? It's yeah. exhausting. Yeah, it is exhausting, but it helps. Well, we're, we're huge fans of you guys and uh, your hashtags, so uh, we're super excited to have you guys on as well. Thank you. And I like this new trend that we have going on. Last time uh, when we had loyalty, uh, they brought lots of beer and swag for us, and now Peculiar before, has done the same. Three guys did that too. Yeah, three guys did it as well. Uh, they brought us beer, and uh, and now here we are. They not only brought us beer, but food uh, to try during the podcast, which we have no idea what it is yet, so I'm very excited to learn Let's that. let's Let's do the food, then the update. Okay. <laughs> How, does that sound like? Right, so can we start? Can we start passing out food? Because Jimmy, we need to feed him. Yeah, totally. He All looks right, famished. Do he does. He looks. He looks like. Uh, what was the dude's name from South Park? Yeah. Remember? No, 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 no. His name was Starvin Marvin. Starvin Marvin. <laughs> Starvin yeah. Marvin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what do you got for us? Uh, I just made a couple of our sort of signature dishes. We have our burger. Yeah. Which is as classic as it gets, but we kind of put a lot of love into it. We use uh, local grass-fed beef, um, homemade roll. We make our ketchup from scratch. We make our mustard from scratch. Get out of here. And we make our pickles from scratch. And uh, I have a little bit of smoked cheese on top. How are you going to handle this without it being, Jimmy, how are you going to handle this without it saying Heinz on it? I like it, though. It's all the things I like. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's just homemade. That's all. I still like homemade mac and cheese. Yes, you do. We brought that too. No, you didn't. Did yes, you really bring did. mac yeah. and cheese? Yeah. Yep. We brought our. Uh, Are you shitting me? Pulled pork mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Wow. We're gonna toss. Jimmy, what are you gonna do? These are not four ounce patties. But He's not leaving. Wow, like oh my! It's like a brick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a mortar round of a burger. Wow! I'm so happy none of us are vegan. Yeah. Right. I almost asked, and then I uh, then I realized I didn't care. No. <laughs> no. no. You should do what you do and not cater to everybody else. Uh, well, I think you convert a few vegans. Uh, I'm pretty sure with this stuff. I attempt to always. <laughs> oh my god, it's like still warm. You're missing a fork. You guys again. have like a restaurant to go to, or are you yeah. Well, ninety percent. Here you go. Some, some mac. And- Here, I got you a fork, Rich. Ninety percent of great. what we do is is catering. Um, the whole kind of thing started from pop up restaurants. Here's a fork for you. Thank you. Um, Hopefully, in the background, everyone can hear you eating. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, so no, we don't technically have a restaurant. We just borrow other people's, okay. which is a lot of fun. And that's how the whole thing started. We rented out uh, 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 this building that was in a park that was pretty much abandoned, and uh, turned it into a restaurant a couple nights. And uh, 
<clears throat> we had our old friend John Smith come down and play. Smythe. Smythe. And um, yeah, was, you know, and that's kind of how the whole thing started. We just started doing pop-up restaurants and. Um, oh my God, this is so good. I know. Is all right? Mm. I'm cool. just going to talk real loud and I'm going to chew real loud in the microphone. <laughs> let, <laughs> them know how, what, let them know what they're missing. This is how good this is. That's how good that is. <laughs> and Jimmy's groaning in the background. Well, there's, I don't know if that's a. I, I think he's actually almost close to completing. I just read this the other day <laughs> because um, I have a I have a chipped tooth in the back, so sometimes I chew and I kind of like chew with my mouth open. Mm-hmm. My wife can't stand it; she freaks out every single time that I do it. And I read this article the other day that said uh, people who can't stand the sound of other people chewing it's actually a a mental disorder on their part. So so I threw that right back at her the first oh chance that I could get. I knew there was something wrong with me. <laughs> Honey, I read this article. You're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that went over real well. Yeah, the well, dinner table. Anytime a guy can get away with saying that. Absolutely. He's it's not, it's actually not me. It's you. Yes, yes. For once. <laughs> For once. I tried to hit my girlfriend with the article that said that men... Uh, by by default, are there's certain wavelengths that frequencies that men can't hear that women talk? And there was like this big article where it's like, actually, it's not that we're not listening to. We actually can't hear you. And I tried to pull that one on my girlfriend. <laughs> she just got louder. That's just selective Can you hear me hearing. now? Selective hearing. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times it's not that I can't hear you. It's just I'm not caring to listen. Let's not. I'm so happy you don't have a microphone yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm so well, happy. There goes you're on all the, floor. the female listeners. Yeah. yeah. There goes Jimmy's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> the ones with the mental disability that can't listen to them chewing. First. Yes. That's who we. That's who we they lost first. first. Yeah. yeah. So what did explain it? So you said it's a, a homemade bun. It's the most he's fucking talked, and he doesn't have a microphone. Here, take this. <clears throat> you're gonna do it. Do it right. Okay, so we have a there he goes. we have a homemade bun. What are the seeds at the bottom? Sesame, <laughs> sesame. At the, at okay. the, uh, on the bottom, on the bottom here. On the bottom. Oh, that's the beer mustard. Okay. So okay. I, I take uh, yellow mustard seeds and brown mustard seeds, toast them, and then I ferment them for as long as I can. I try to let them go a week. Uh, I ferment them in um, it's half uh, Susquehanna Brewing Company uh, wheat beer. Okay. Or I'll use the three guys. I try to do everything as much okay. local as I right. can. And then half vinegar. Wow. A little bit of seasonings, but not much because oh the, the mustard is going to do its own thing. And I let it sit for about a week, two weeks in the refrigerator and kind of let it ferment. Yeah. And it just like when you put it, you do like two parts liquid to one part seed. Okay. So you're looking at it and you're like, wow, there's like a ton of liquid. But after a couple of days, the seeds absorb it. Right. The seeds grow and get super soft. And that's basically, I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. That's awesome. And not a lot of, you know, not a lot of places do it. Yeah. So, and then the ketchup is, I mean, that's, that's about as easy as it gets. There's actually like 20 ingredients in the ketchup, but it's all stuff you, I guarantee you have in your house. Okay. It's fresh tomatoes. It's garlic. It's celery. It's brown sugar. Celery. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know. One day I was making it and I was like, this needs something. So I took all the, all the leaves, you know, the leaves on the top. Most people throw them out. I love them. It's my favorite part of the celery. There's so much flavor and they're good. Wow. I use it. My mom used to put them in her chicken soup and I fell in love. It's the best flavor. on. So wow. I put the celery leaves in, fresh tomatoes, garlic, molasses, brown sugar, soy sauce, balsamic, wow, salt, pepper. I mean, it's simple stuff. It's all the stuff that you have in your house. 
you put it together, stew it down for an hour and puree it and boom, homemade ketchup. And what do you, okay, that's, okay, so you have the ketchup homemade, mustard homemade. Now the pickles, mm-hmm. do you do you do the same process to ferment I, them as well? I do, yeah. Um, I try, again, I, the longer they sit, the better to a point. But the, um, I use uh, English cucumbers. Okay. When I can't get like, lo- like during the summer, I could get the local like Kirby pickles and they're right. the best. During the winter, no farms are growing pickles. I like the English cukes because there's not a lot of seeds. And you so get, it's a seasonal thing. You get more meat. Why? Well, I, I, I mean, I make them all year round. Okay. So in the wintertime, you're going to get English cukes. In the summertime, you're going to get local Kirby's. Okay. But I like them both because there's not a lot of seeds. There's a lot of meat. Yeah. And, you know, I like meat. He's. I will. That's that's next. He's just pointing, and it's it's very distracting. It's very rude, and you're talking with a mouthful. I was taught not to. At least he's not on a mic. Right now he isn't. What are we married? (laughs) But it's Jimmy's fault, though, not yours. So keep. You're you're gonna go. I will. Okay. Okay. All right. Jeepers. Jump for me. All this pressure. He's very demanding. <laughs> okay, so we got the twisted pasta. Yeah. Let's see. Roll us through it. Gamelli pasta. Okay. I use an 18. Oh, wow. Okay, and already I could tell I like this because What's that? you gave it time for the cheese to soak into the pasta. Totally. That's. Did you ever notice that sometimes leftovers are better than the day you have something? Yeah. It's like some, it's pasta like is my favorite and pizza is my favorite because the pizza oh, gets like soaked in. Yeah, oh, yeah. The pizza soaks, all the grease, everything soaks into the bread and the same thing with the cheeses. When you reheat your pizza, do you do microwave or do you do the oven? Usually the microwave because I don't have time. Fair enough. But I'm assuming that the oven's much better. It is. It depends on the pizza. If you go, there's certain pizzas like I love taking a, a leftover pizza that may have sat on the counter the whole night. Yeah, I know it's weird. But no, they've, it's true. I've, yeah, I've it's heard a thing. people that do that. It makes yeah. no sense, and don't try it at home because then I'll get those tweets and emails saying you're going to kill somebody. Wouldn't be the first. Well, time. botulism. Hashtag botulism. botulism. <laughs> so I take the room temperature pizza, you throw it in the oven in the morning, like say mm-hmm. seven thirty, eight o'clock. You're getting ready for work, maybe a little hungover. Then you fry up a couple eggs. Okay. And you put the fried eggs right on top of, top the, of pizza, the pizza. Whip a little sriracha over the top. Oh man, hungover or not. Wow, so it's almost like a fried egg on the top of a pizza. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. I mean, you know, it really explains the the belly, but uh, yeah, it's so botul- hashtag botulism hashtag hashtag salmonella. PCC does not support botulism or salmonella. Try that. Okay. It's it's exactly okay. what I what I imagined with like the cheese soaking into the noodles but now you got a whole other element in here pulled pork yes indeed and it is phenomenal everything's blending very well <laughs> no it's it's good the cheese it's awesome what kind of what kind I feel of like i'm a top chef here man very very uh <laughs> calming to my tongue right now <laughs> but the cheese it's not that offensive cheese no it's just an aged cheddar it's 18 month okay. aged cheddar we shred it it's not. It doesn't have a stank to it. No, no. It's uh, no. It's not like the. Oh boy. Which I, is what you would not hear on Top Chef. <laughs> so you only use stanky cheeses, yeah. But no, really, it's like I. I've always kind of had the saying that the stink. The more cheese smells like feet, the yes. better it is. 
for me, I love a stanky cheese. But does the t- does the smell translate into the taste? No, you, not do you usually. taste the foot if no. you smell a foot? No, no okay. not usually. But this is just a simple. It's a, a year and a half aged cheddar. We shred down. I guess mm. you get a, a local heavy cream now, which is really nice, and it's about mm. as thick as ice cream. And um, you know, we we a lot of times for the most part we make our own pasta. This yeah. one I did not, so I okay. can't take any credit for but it. But the the cheese you in the the cream is is local cream. Yes, yes, indeed. And Local then uh, cheese? The cheese is not. No, this okay. one's actually from Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Um, there's a lot of great local cheeses. Um, if I'm being honest, like the the, the cost is 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 a little tricky. When right, you're doing a right. catering for 300 people yeah, yeah, and they cool. want mac and cheese on the menu, when you're looking at, you know, a local cheese that's running about $15 a pound, which is mind-blowing and amazing right. cheese, it, it mathematically doesn't work out unless you're charging $100 a person. Right, right. So... I found this cheese out of Wisconsin that I love, and but it is comes, it like local to Wisconsin? Or? It is, yeah, so it's, yeah. No, 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 but it's not. It's yeah. not like it's a, not like Belgios. Yeah, it's not like Kraft or no, something. No, you know no, what I mean? no, definitely it's, not. It's still, I know what you're. You saying. know what he's saying. Marky it, doesn't. He's just yeah. gonna laugh at it. No, it's like sorry. You're still using local things that might not have as many preservatives it's, or aren't yeah, as commercialized. Yeah, absolutely. If you look at the ingredient list okay. on it, it's like. You know the rennet, the you know the, the the simple chemicals that you use to make cheese, right? And then you know curd, and that's it. Yeah, well, that's um, cool though because you're still getting a taste of something that's not super processed. We try not to use over-processed stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I try to use local wherever I can, whether it be like I said, the beer, you know, or. But it's it's awesome yeah, because pork. <laughs> I've noticed with pork, like a lot of times, if you get a pulled pork sandwich, it could be like a greasy pizza, or it, like it, it can hold moisture in it, and it's working perfect yeah. with the cheese here oh, because nice. thank you. It's uh, it's holding it in. It's cool, not man. watery. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it could be gross. You know what I mean? If you do it wrong. Greasy. Greasy. I try to keep and, yeah. all the fat. I honestly no, try to like, keep the fat like out if that piece. makes any sense. Yeah, no, it's perfect. Yeah. That way it doesn't, you know, separate and look all. Right. So instead of it soaking up oil, it's soaking up cheese. The cheese instead. And it's like one unit of flavor. I'm just going to keep listening to you. Honestly, I love this. I like that. One. I don't know about you, but I'm yeah. filling up over here. I get so excited about the way he's talking about my food. Right? No, it is great. Yeah, go and on. I then- <laughs> <laughs> wish I brought dessert. Oh, man. No, it's, it's, now it's now awesome. tell him how handsome he is. Yeah. Uh, now we know you're lying. <laughs> no, I do appreciate it very much. Now, it means the, a lot. And back to the bun again. Now, the bun, do you so you make your do you make your bread or is it local? I don't. Okay, but it's local. My it's pastry local. chef does. Okay. Um, we just hired a new pastry chef. Her name's Helen. She's awesome. Uh, we've really elevated what we do. This is a Kaiser roll. Um, this one actually did come from a local bakery. Okay. Um, but uh, she's been making brioche rolls, which is like 80% mm. butter. And and the other 20% is like egg. And the, it's yeah, it's unbelievable. So the rolls are 80% butter. No, not quite. No. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm being a little over That's the, why I like them. I'm being a little over the top, but there's a ton of butter. Like, okay. to, like she makes hers with so much butter to the point where she has to make the dough the night before and then has to sit in the refrigerator for 24 hours so, so the butter could set back. And exactly, the flour could absorb it and the butter has to re-solidify. So when she bakes it, then the butter is hard as a rock and then it melts, cr- causing the water to come out, okay. which steams the bun from the inside. Which A makes it super soft and B makes it super sexy. That's awesome. Yeah. I forget where I oh. Was I was YouTube surfing and I found something about uh why do bagels taste better from New York City? It's the water. That's what they're saying. Or apparently crustaceans. That's a callback. 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but there is different. Which I've never heard of that. I'm not saying it's wrong. It was cool. I didn't Google it. I did not realize oh, but. that, but it's the same idea. They were talking about how there's different ways you can treat the dough before it's, or while it's being cooked or before it's being cooked. Yeah. So that it cooks from the inside out. A lot of people, I mean, it's it's fact that New York City has the cleanest tap water. Oh, and it like, was something with the sulfur in the water, like hard water versus soft water. Yeah. there. What is it with theirs? Theirs is, I know it's one of the cleanest waters in, in a big city. Mm-hmm. I think Chicago's like in second place. Um, but the, their sulfur level, I don't know if it's high or low, but whatever it is, it's like perfect. Mm-hmm. So there's pizza joints in Los Angeles that get 55 gallon drums of New York City tap water shipped out to them. Wow. Like just because that's how much they want that water for their pizza. Just the tap water. Just the tap water. That's it. Nothing else. Because everything else is the same. You get your high gluten flour, you get your yeast and water. That's what pizza dough is. Okay. Marky, Marky wants to this back. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Thanks, man. Keep eating. I, I want to watch it. it. I'm going to take an Instagram of you doing that right now. <laughs> this is, uh, it's no, visual, I, but he's very sultry. No, when I used to live in LA, um, my gosh. the pizza just absolutely tasted totally different. <laughs> yeah, cough again. Most I'll pe- take a photo of that. <laughs> you look like Costanza. <laughs> Get your mouth. Jimmy is laying in your mouth very right seductive right pose. Yeah. <laughs> That's the money. There you go, The buddy. money shot. My so word. Word. What, what do I hashtag this? <laughs> well, how did you? So, Definitely hashtag peculiar. That's, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So you and I have known each other for quite a while. This photo is amazing. Um, <laughs> how, how did you, how did you, number one, how did you get into this? And, and how did, I can't stop looking at this photo. Um, How did I get into what? Cooking or peculiar? Uh, just cooking in general. Like, you know, growing up, you know, because you're from here, right? Yeah, born and raised in uh, West of Oka. Um, my mother was- A, a town so big, they needed a west. It, well, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, they definitely did. The funny part, there's no east, south, or north of Oka. It's right. It's Oka and west of Oka. Just like Pittston. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Except the river cuts everything. The river, yeah. We have a railroad tracks that cuts ours in half. <laughs> but the- um, Oh, Jimmy, you're so- Salt. Strangely sexy on this. Strangely, yeah, it's weird because like you're unconventionally good looking. Is yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> Peculiarly sexy, yeah, yes. if you will. <laughs> no, so, so how'd you get? I grew up basically in, a, in a, an Italian family. Um, I'm half Irish, half Italian, but my mother was a great cook, and uh, she pretty much inspired the entire thing. And spending weekends with my uh, my Italian aunts in West Pittston. You know, they were always cooking, always. And uh, I used to kind of play around with them and stuff and tamper around with the food. And it was like one day in particular, I was um, my aunt. Tamper? I was tampering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's what leads into this. Thank you. Bye, sweetie. It's my pleasure. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Or thanks for having me. Do it to a microphone, Jim. (laughs) Before I leave. So you you cater parties. Is there any yes. way to get the food if if I wanted it and not for a whole party? I wanted something for myself. Yeah, like come, for a small group. Come to a pop up dinner. Okay. Well, how do I find those uh, on the internet? The interwebs. Facebook. The best. They have place? it on the computer now, which is pretty exciting. Oh, so that means I have it on my too. phone as well yes. in my pocket. Yeah. How, how convenient! <laughs> I mean, you name a social media, we're on it. You know, from from Pinterest to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of them. And uh, you know, we 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 post often, but we try not to. Overdo it. Right. But, um, God, you know, with the having the event center now, um, 
that's kind of been our home for our pop-ups. So we're trying to open at least two days a week, uh, but we definitely open one day a week and we change the day every week. So trying to keep as well as probably keep a variety of different foods each time. Every every week, the menu is different. Sometimes it'll go a little bit and we'll rotate and we'll put the burger on. Like maybe if we open, say, six days in a month, we might do the burger two of those days just because it's one of the popular things and people enjoy it. So why don't we get our ladies and go down? I would I would love to. Do you do do you have hot dogs by any chance? Uh, we did one recently, actually, uh, okay. for the first time, and um, it was sort of my ode to the Majestic in Pittston because they do the chili dogs. Mm-hmm. But uh, instead of like using ground beef, um, I kind of took the same idea with the like the ketchup and ground beef, but I used my ketchup and I braised uh, a whole brisket until it fell apart and shredded. Oh my! So it's just a pile of like shredded chili, uh, chipotle like seasoned brisket like oh, over the man. top of a. A foot long. It was like an eight ounce hot dog, and it was on oh. uh, Augustini roll. Again, that's like I love hot dogs, but the the local hot dogs are the best because you don't get all the crap in them. Well, that's yeah. A lot I of mean, times, it's like the beef hot dogs. You don't get all the dude, extra parts the, of the animal. Dude, he's the man. They say from they they put from lips to buttholes in the hot dogs, which are delicious. I mean, buttholes. I'm not complaining. I'm not. I'm not. Right. You know. Yeah, but a local one, I feel like I'd be a little safer. Oh, I, totally. I should I should have put that as a hashtag. Jimmy will eat a hot dog. <laughs> That's what it, hashtag Jimmy will eat a hot dog. Hot dog. A hat hot dog. Hot dog. D a w g. Awesome. Well, it's good to know you <clears throat> available. See, this is a good way for you to like kick off your trip. Yeah. Because you're going away tomorrow. But, and I'm I'm going to wear my t-shirt on the beach. Awesome. And you better take a photo of it. Yeah. Hashtag. And you better hashtag it. Hashtag it. Tag us. And if you what put is your salmonella, Instagram name so I can find you on Instagram? Uh, peculiar CC, is it? Or Peculiar, peculiar culinary. culinary on Instagram. Okay. And I just tagged you in that Instagram. Okay. It's up now, baby. Sounds good. <laughs> Did you see it? Not yet. I want you to see your photo. On Instagram? Yeah. Go ahead. Hurry up. Why are you wasting time? Hey, Mark, mm-hmm. we totally get it now. You can stop chewing into the microphone. Oh, shit. I totally forgot. That <laughs> we might have to edit some of that in post. Nope. Oh, no. All right. It's all in there. We'll keep That's it all in. It no, it stays in, unfortunately. <laughs> we don't edit these. Did you see the photo? <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't like, sound convincing at all. It's like I, like I fell. But I was so set on eating that I just. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Oh my god, so unconventionally good looking. Unorthodox. Right? Unorthodox. Look at that face. God damn. <laughs> my word, is he a handsome devil? The face. Look oh at that. Oh my god. Cheese. Well, yeah, that's pretty handsome too. We should take a photo of that, Jimmy. Find him and take photos of your mac and cheese and put it up. Okay. All right. Okay. Save it till tomorrow and eat it on the beach. Okay. While your feet are in the sand. You know that foot picture everybody does? Yes. It's like the foot selfie. You just put like the mac and cheese down there. and <laughs> I think that would be some nice marketing. Okay. Be Ser- peculiar serious. anywhere. You brought it to the beach. It's so good that, I would bring it to that you would bring totally. it to the beach. So what better is to eat a peculiar cheeseburger and, and mac and cheese than to eat it in front of the waves with a nice sea breeze. Right. And mm-hmm. make sure that you do it on your legs so you can't tell if it's legs or hot dogs. Do you ever see those photos? Where you have to choose legs or hot dogs? Yeah. Yeah. All right, get the... Like a that's a thing? Yeah. That's like a banner ahead. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Hope you have fun. Thank you very much. Bye, buddy. See you soon. All right, back to interview. Legs or hot dogs? <laughs> do you want to do the he website? Went there. You went there. What? Yeah. I like Jimmy's legs. 
Hmm. Well, I want to ask this since he, since he brought up hot dogs. Um, you know, do, it, I have you, no idea where this is going. Well, you, you guys kind of have uh, this interesting mix of you know gourmet and then everyday kind of foods kind of put together and yeah. made into you know gourmet, so to speak. You know, like something like a hot dog, you would never think like you know it, it, it could be you know worth any more than you know the usual, like you said, you know uh, the buttholes and uh, <laughs> and lips and everything else that's in there. But there's there's all you know you 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 reinvent it basically. That's uh. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's my favorite thing to do is is basically take the the twists on comfort food and get inspired by stuff that I love. Like I said, like like the local Texas wieners. I mean, from Majestic to you know Abe's to Coney Island, I love them all. So that was kind of like my tip of the hat to to what they've created and done. Amazing. I mean, ninety percent of the dishes I make, I didn't invent them. I just did them the way like I thought would be fun and different for the area. Um, you know, the other day you guys were talking, I think it was on the three guys one, you know, you were saying about how we're always, you know, a couple of years behind the cities and I try to do <laughs> so much homework on, I, it's true though. I mean, you're right, Mark. I mean, but I'm, I try to, lying. I try to do a lot of homework uh, and, and keep up on not so much trends, but just like what's new and what's fresh and what's, you know, interesting out there and then try to bring it here and try to twist it a little bit to. Number one, kind of familiarize it. So like when somebody reads it, it's not like complete. Like, what is this? What the hell is this? You know, we mean we're eating cork boards. Cork boards are delicious. They are. First, I grill the cork board. <laughs> no, sear it. Sear it. But, uh, you know, that's what I try to do is, is just have some fun, you know, without sounding completely uh, cheesy, peculiar twists on stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, chicken and waffles. It's as Glasgow's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, this thing was invented a billion years ago. Yeah. And we, I love it. And, you know, I remember just kind of like glancing around at greasy spoons and things in the area and being like, nobody makes it. No. I'm not saying I was the first one to do it. That's not what, but I was like, I just never found it. And I'm like, I want to do it and I want to try to recreate it. You're not the, you're not the guy who invented the car. You're just making it better. I'm trying. You're putting your own spin on it. Just a fun spin and, and bring it to our town and. You know, it's it's pretty amazing. Like the palettes around here are changing, and it's pretty awesome. And there's a lot of young for the better. Oh not, my god, not yeah. the dollar menu. Yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, you know, there's a lot of young chefs that you know I pal around with that are trying hard to do something different, and uh, it's it's working, man. I mean, people are digging it, and not just peculiar, but you know, all the other stuff that's going on in the area. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, look at the craft beer like that they're making around here. You know, I mean, this town is like it kicks ass, man. I don't, I, I'll write. I'd put our See, town up against anywhere with the cool stuff that's going on between the art, between the you know photographers, um, between the you know we got podcasts, man. Like it's amazing. I think we're the only. Are we the only guys in the area that do it on a, on a pretty regular basis? Yeah, we're the only I mean, ones who are who are consistent. Right. Yeah. I think every yeah every week. Right. I mean, there's except for yeah. there was well there was one that I screwed up. <laughs> Whoa! Which was almost twelve weeks ago. Did you delete it there, by accident? No, we we didn't have the we didn't have the monitor up, and it just stopped recording, and we never realized it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So we, we, oh, we had a real. three hour podcast that only recorded the first four minutes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then um, what was it? Two weeks ago, I was away, so we didn't yeah. do that one. Right. Yeah. But other than and that, I guess yeah. that three hours was probably it was gold. Man. Awesome. Oh yeah. It was gold. Oh, yeah. 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 It was. It was angry. It yeah. was. It was oh, really? funny. It was. Oh yeah. It was. It was like the whole like kitten caboodle. Not like the Ferg or not the not like the the one I brought up that I shouldn't never brought up. 
that caused a lot of tension for 45 minutes but uh, yeah it wasn't yeah. like one of those it was just very it was about this it was about the area it was about the scene it was about the talent mm-hmm. and it was about you know frustrations with some of it but oh, yeah. you know you brought up that i was talking about uh, a couple weeks ago about 10 years behind the time yeah isn't it nice that it's now catching up it is it really is <laughs> Yeah. Lately, I, when I when I say that line or tell that story, I say, yeah, we're like two years behind the time. And some people will be like, no, longer than that. I'm like, I don't know, man, like the way things are going. I think, you know, we're in the we're in a great direction right now. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like all of us, did, did you used to go see Bent Blue? Oh, yeah. And they used to play down at uh, when we started Black dating. Rock. That's how that was before our time. They were doing craft brews there. Remember, yeah, they were the first ones yeah. that I ever heard of. Now we were nineteen because we'd the walk time. in there and they'd have the the big, the big uh, um, the stills yeah. or whatever they call them. That was before. I mean, we weren't twenty one, so we never really. Got I was I was round twenty. I think I was twenty two. Yeah, you're this is like twelve, year thirteen years older, ago, right? Yeah, yeah I'll be thirty five in, in two. Oh fuck, in two weeks, Jesus. Okay, so you're like four. <sighs> but uh, I'm older than you by like a month. You're younger than me. Well, when's your birthday? July eighth. My birthday's July third. Oh, we should celebrate together. I'm thinking about having a concert in my backyard. Yeah, get Smitty to come back up. We'll reunite Bent Blue. He's Ubering right now, apparently. I shit you not. No. Yes. Is he still playing out? I think so. He better be. Pipes like that should not be behind the wheel of a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So, I mean, is that is that where I met you guys? Was we that became, at the Black Rock, through, right? Uh, no, no. We became friends through, honestly, it was Smitty playing solo. Oh yeah! Oh my we, God! We yeah, it was. Yeah, at um, we 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 chilies. We yeah. Um, and that was when I was still drinking. Quick story. Uh, we, I love. Is this about me? Because I love stories. Yeah, about totally. Me. Oh, good. Oh my God! Yeah, and so, it, and it, I don't care how insane it is. You Rich, can say. Rich, you need it. another uh, you need another beer? Sure. My sure, mistakes yeah, are mine. IPA or wheat? Uh, the IPA. We're having some Susquehanna Brewing Company, by the way. Yes, so, great, great beer. We show up at uh, Jilly's, which was always a fun place to see the. Uh, the incredible John, John Smith, Smith play yep. an acoustic. And I can't <laughs> imagine how many friends we made because of going oh, to see John, him yeah. play. So I show Miranda and I show up one night on Friday or Saturday, whatever it was, and I happen to be wearing a shirt from my favorite television show ever created. That would be Sons of Anarchy. You gotta be kidding me, was no. it really? Yes. And you came up to me and introduced yourself and told me that you were a PA. Was I a douche? Uh no. Well, we're still friends, so no. <laughs> Jackass. No, I didn't know if it was one of those like, uh, 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 you know. You said like, "Hey, man, nice shirt." Blah blah blah. And we, I said, "Oh my god, I love this show. It's incredible." Oh my god, and that's then you right. You said you worked the first two seasons. I worked the first, first two. Yeah, I you were a PA first... on it, right? Or I was a PA. What would you do? I started off as a PA, and then I ended up doing like the behind the scenes videos and like the the website photos, right, and right. shit like that. Which was me borrowing people's cameras, going like, "Yeah, can and, I go and, do this?" And that's how the whole thing started. And I mean, that was how many years ago. I that think was 2007 or eight, seven or eight. Yeah. All right. It's so far back that we be after that night, we became friends on MySpace. Yes, we did. <laughs> and you had the picture where you were laying up against the wall it was with the they, blood. It was where it was. It was. It was right they around killed this, the cop. They killed the cop in season one. Yeah. And then the next picture was me like holding testicles. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like my first. So day. bizarre. It was my first that. day on the show. And it was the episode right after. Uh. They killed him. What was it? Oswald? Was that his name? I forget the cop's name. The, it was like the dirty cop. From uh, Chicago. From the Shield. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he was in the, the shield. shield. Oh, it was amazing. And they blew his head off against the wall. And then you had your picture. And I remember- It was my first day I on sort set. of freaked out. Like, I was ta- like, I was, I was like, holy shit, I made friends with a guy. <laughs> and, and Who gets coffee? Fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? 
that's still really when you're cool from about. Northeast PA, it's pretty goddamn cool, especially when it's your favorite show. Yeah. Fast forward how many years later, and here we are, you know, still friends. And but we met through. I mean, it, it, the long story wrapped up. We became friends because of the music scene in Northeast PA. Absolutely. Yeah. There was there was a common and there was a love lot there. of them. I mean, at, even though we grew up in the same town, like Lee Schaefer, who's a great friend of yours, <laughs> we met. Like we really became good friends because of going to these shows and uh, Tony and Jay Young, all those. Cats. There was yeah, but there was never any going to those shows. There was never like any like drama. Oh God, no, no bullshit. It was a lot of was hugging just, and and a, a lot, lot of standing hugging. in front of the stage with our arms around each other. Do you remember singing. the Do you remember the flying squirrel? Yeah. The wait, the flying squirrel. Yeah. I said yes almost too quickly. <laughs> What was the flying? Is that one of John's friends from New York? Remember PJ? Oh my God, yeah, PJ Gronsky. Yeah, yeah, he's my cousin. Remember? Do you, were you there the night he went up and read the poetry from a soldier overseas? Oh my God, I don't. It think was insane. So. Where I was don't this? Remember? It was. It was. It was like private privates or something like that. That was his name. Oh boy, it's very it wasn't possible. called. Uh, Would you die for your government pussy? It was, was not. It, it was, was not. not. Okay, no, all right, no, no, just no. checking. Oh but and remember, I used to do, I used to do, I used to do the, I used to help out running sound for those guys. Yeah. And by the end of the night, I'd be ripped. It'd be rip roaring. Didn't you used to sing a song? Did you sing with them? Did you sing? No, with just John. Oh, we used to do. You used to do like um, a song, right? I think we do Hunger Strike. And that's what like, I John think it did. was. I think yeah. Yeah, there's a video on YouTube of yeah. that. There's a video on YouTube from a Blackberry Jeez. that had no with the little rolly ball thing. Yep, and it was. It, there was no low light, so it was just it's just it's all black. It's black. The screen's yeah. just black, and you just hear you know Smith. Her, her, like, her, yeah, yeah. And I was just rip roaring, just going auto man stealing bread. Now I, I don't know why I sound that, <laughs> that way. That was now. awesome. <laughs> but yeah, he would we would do, we would do that. I never wanted to. I never wanted to go up on stage with John. No, I don't. it was too much. Yeah. It's like standing next to like Freddie Mercury and you're like, I'm going to sing a song with you. And he's like, oh, great. And the whole crowd's like, look at that asshole. Because <laughs> he has just such a powerful voice. It's unreal. Yeah. We, recorded, yeah, it's unreal. we recorded him uh, here once because mm-hmm. they were doing demos before they left. And he was going to double a vocal. And we recorded the, the doubling. So yeah. he, did like, he did like the verse and then he wanted to double it. And his voice was so consistent. You couldn't hear the double. There was it no phase itself no out. It was amazing. Jimmy looked That's at me amazing. and he goes, I've never seen this and I've never even heard of this. Wow. Because usually like your voice, even the slight variation, sure. you get that doubling. John's was spot so on. So spot on. He's like, oh, I'm just going to do this doubling. And why do we always do a, a British accent when we talk about John? Because he sort of has one. He doesn't. He just He's just very eloquent when yeah. he speaks. Well, I mean, Smith, he is uh, of British descent if it makes you feel any better. It doesn't. Oh, okay. Everybody, no matter who does the voice it's of Smith, rubbish. it's always like, yeah, it's always like, it, you know, so I was down there doing the thing. And you're just like, <laughs> that's exactly nobody, what it sounds like. Nobody that talks so. that. It, oh, yeah. No, but that, when you hear him, you're, you're, cause I, cause I caught myself. I'm like, why does everybody do the British accent when they talk about Smith? It's, yeah. And then I listen to him. I'm like, he doesn't sound British. He, not at all. I guess why now that you mention it, he has intoxicating vocals. Like, even he's, just when he talks, he's so like, oh, humming, yeah. You know, I went to Chipotle yesterday. I have a, <laughs> the burritos were breathtaking. I have a, You're like, I know, right? I recorded. I have on my computer. He was, it was like, it had to be like four summers ago. You know Smith, right? Do you remember me, John? I don't so know he's, I've never met him, but he's, I know who he is. So we, you get a couple pops in him. He starts telling stories. And it was like, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. So he's sitting around having a couple pops. And then he said, he starts telling this story about the first time he almost lost his virginity. Almost. And I didn't realize that he didn't. It was like it was like one of those stories that was had no climax. What There was no resolution to it at all. 
And it was, and I recorded it. It was one of the most fascinating stories I've ever heard, even still to this day. I'll send it to you. I would love to hear it. Yeah. It, like, it just kind of ended with like, then she left. You know, he goes, he goes, and then I walked away. And I'm like, oh, he walked away. It's a, but it's, he it's is a, that smooth. It's a crazy yeah. story where you're like, I kind of see why you did. Oh yeah. Oh, I would love to get him back up here on this podcast and tell, oh my God, tell the that story. He could probably tell. I mean, the guy's been playing for since what? 92. Since I was probably 10 years old. He's been playing. He's yeah, it was 90. It was, it was 91 between 91 and 93 is when like, um, what was it? It was, he was an unspun, unspun, but before that it was, uh, the la- last tribe, last tribe, last tribe. Yeah. Which one got signed? One of them had both a record of them. label. Both of them. There's yeah. a video on the internet of Jonathan Levine, who like runs the William Morris agency right now, talking about them. From I, like I 92. saw that. Yeah. Jay Young put that video up. Once. Yep. I, Johnny, seeing Johnny with the long Johnny hair. Smith. And you're like, oh, my God. That's so cool. We're in, we're in like a, a, a like a dog, like a like a like a children's collar or something. Like a choker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The girls, up, the like, girls in my eighth grade class used to wear those. Yeah, I'm like, John, what are you doing? He's like, oh, it was the nineties, man. I'm like, all right, Jesus Christ. Was it like the the hemp thing, right? Like that we wore. No, it was like no, it was like it was. It almost looked like a a. a, a, a I it was even a choker know. then. It was kind of like a choker, but it wasn't like chain. It was it was like a fabric. Oh, fabric. Yeah, it looked like oh, a bow. He has bow. very sensitive skin. He does. He really does. <laughs> but now I th- now I heard he's playing music and Ubering. That's what I heard. Well, Bless his heart. I'd love to have see him come back and play some music up here because he came him. back. He came back at there. Christmas. Yeah, he's gonna. I'll, you know what? I'll text him when we get out of here. See what's going on. Tell him to get his butt up here. We'll I will. all do the podcast together and then pop up together. You'll have him play one of his new tunes. Mm. That'd be fun. Oh my god, love yeah. to hear it. You can come cook. <laughs> Definitely. Oh God. Yeah, that goes without saying. I'm the guy who's always like, and then you could do this for me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like oh, a I piece of that. shit. <laughs> so back to wait. So back to. Rich, you, I don't. Did you even eat? I don't even know. I thought. I think we're like occupied. Like we're just totally. I did. I'm about. I'm still about halfway. Burger if I, still I stuffed everything in my mouth. Thank God, Jimmy talked. Um, <laughs> nice. He's so weird. Um, so coming from an Italian and Irish family. See. And then when did you decide? Because I think we stopped at when you were when you were oh so messing around with the ingredients. All right, so I'm pissed off at my aunt. Right, we got right. into a fight. So she this is so this is such an Italian conversation yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Where it's she, like so she's making and the, then she's making yeah yeah we, forty minutes later serious yeah we yeah we definitely have a little ADD and that's yeah it's okay. good. Um, so she's making sauce. She's she's pissed at me about something. And I don't remember what. And I was twelve. So she leaves the room in a huff. And we're fighting about something. She can't really ground me because I'm there. I think my parents went away to see uh, Notre Dame for the weekend. So I got all angry and I grabbed all these spices on the table. So I grabbed all these spices, and just started dumping shit into the, into the gravy. I don't know what it was. It was great. You know, probably oregano, garlic. Whatever right. it was. I just started dumping spices and dumping dried herbs in and just dumping everything in there. I'm like, I can screw up everything. And I realized I'm screwing, fuck up, with her. I'm screwing up my own dinner. <laughs> you know? And as you probably could tell, I don't miss dinner ever. <laughs> so, uh, she comes out right and then she apologizes and then i apologize we hug and kiss and she was the most amazing aunt the guy could ever ask for and then i had to come clean i'm like i I have to tell you something i was so mad blah 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 so she ends up tasting the sauce and she's like what the hell did you put in it she didn't say that but so i pointed to the things that i used whatever it was just worked out and she's like you did a nice job it tastes right it tastes good and then we had dinner together and we made up and everything was awesome. And then she made dessert and we had uh blueberry uh, pudding together. And it was just like, it was an awesome night. And I'm, and at 12 years old, I was like, I kind of, that's where it started. 
And then fast forward two years, 14 years old, my first job, my sister got me at McDonald's. And uh, cooking at Mickey D's, we on. They really cook there. Back back then we did. Back then, like we had. I, I don't know how it is now. Like I know they had cook things on griddles and that. We had like flat top griddles. We had seasoning things like that. Uh, McDonald's was a little different back when I worked there. Um, but we, you know, Friday night at McDonald's was always quiet. It just wasn't busy. But it was, was always in Pittston. No, we were at the one on Bernie Ave in Music. Oh, okay, yeah. But it was always fun. Yeah, because we had a clique of guys. Like at the time, we were all like good buddies. We were all into ska. We were all into going to CCs. We we're all into wrestling. <laughs> we were all into ECW. You know, like we were all like we all had the same thing. We didn't go out drinking after work. We didn't go out like that wasn't our thing. We'd go out to CCs and watch a ska band, or we'd go to the CYC. But Friday night we would work, and it was always dead, and we were bored, and we had the coolest manager on on Fridays. And we would play in the kitchen. And one day I, I was dying for chicken parmesan. And there was not an inkling of Italian no. anything in the McDonald's, at the, even at the time in the repertoire. But we had diced tomatoes. We had ketchup. We had a spice blend that went on. I think it might have been the McRib. I forget what. It was a, uh, a limited time offer sandwich. And there was some herbs in it. And I didn't know what, but there was herbs in it. So I took the, 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 the you know, the, like the all-purpose chicken patty that they had at the time fried that and then i mixed ketchup with the spices and with the tomatoes and put american cheese and like all this stuff and it was just it was terrible but it was us playing right and then there was guys that used to do they would take the breakfast sausage and take the peppers from another sandwich and mix it with the hot mustard sauce for the nuggets and mix that together and even though it was breakfast sauces he would make sausage and pepper subs at mcdonald's at mcdonald's and this was just for us right you know, we were allowed one sandwich. So whatever that sandwich was, we were going to go all out on it. <laughs> and honestly, that started the whole thing. Like we got, we played with the lowest form of food. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I do not trash restaurants. <clears throat> it's not the right thing to do, but right. I will trash a chain. Right. And I got a lot of shit for it too. Well, the chains are owned by local people too. Local people that have a lot more money than we do. Yeah, but they're but they're answering to a higher power. They're answering because to you have a to, way you have to stick higher within, You have power. to stick within the standards. Of oh, there's no. Want. Yeah, there's no. Yeah. Uh, I can't open up an Arby's and be like, I want the name, but I'm going to change whatever. Well, I, I want, want spaghetti. Yeah, I can't yeah, do I that. I put spaghetti on my participation may vary. I'm not going to participate in anything, <laughs> but I want the name. <laughs> but I want the name. Right. So uh, but that's that's really honestly, that's how the whole thing started. And I just went nuts having fun there with, with my buddies. And, it, you know, at the time, it was very, like, childish and playful. Like, we were trying to make chicken parm out of freaking ketchup. But it turned into something. And then uh, I graduated high school. And I remember, like, my mother was like, you know, you should get into computers because this was 98. And, you know, computers were, like, starting to, like, become. And I got pretty good at them. Like, I, I, I can't program or anything. But just your basic use, I was okay at And my yeah. mother's like, oh, you should get into computers. It seems like the future. I said, I want to be a chef. And she's like, yeah, definitely. You know, she was all like a huge, huge, huge. It wasn't. So it wasn't one of those. I want you to be a doctor or a lawyer or. No, no, definitely a mathematician. Not. No. She they they were just happy that I was excited to go to college. You know, I mean, they were thrilled about that. I mean, I went to, you know, I graduated from Seton Catholic and it was a great school. And I had I mean, my closest friends right now are kids I graduated high school with, which most people don't can't say. No. You know? And um so she was just, you know, I, I wasn't always like the best student in the world, but I tried hard. 
And, you know, I was like, I was your classic, like C student, you know? And then I, but I was excited to go to college because I wanted to go to culinary school. So she's like, well, let's go to LCC first. I was a high D student. So don't feel that. So you were, yeah. Yeah. So I went to LCC first, which I love and had a, I had a great time there and it was a great program and the program's grown like exponentially since I left. But, um, I did really well there. Obviously it was cooking classes a little bit different, but. I went from being a C student to being an A student, and it was pretty, pretty freaking cool. <laughs> so my mother, like, she's like, "All right, you, you, you. showing your college report card yeah, to the neighbors, dude, totally, man, <laughs> uh, totally. Like, no, no missed classes, no nothing." So she was like, "All right, you're all in. This is the right thing." She goes, "Now I'm going to get you a real job." So I left McDonald's and went to work for her best friend, who owned a Mexican place called the Hacienda. Um, Where was that? Was it was um it oh was my a, God. It Where was, was that originally at? in Southside. Yeah. Where the Dunkin' Donuts is now. That building was since torn down. Uh the building is right next to um Preferred Meals, where me Tolteca had a oh, real yeah, short yeah. stint in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was like my first like real like jump into the fire, like, you know, 120, 130 on a Friday night. Yeah. Here's the tickets. You gotta make all this shit from scratch. Right. No microwaves. Well, actually there was a couple, but that was for certain dishes. Right. But um so yeah, I mean that's basically a long story. Long. Yeah, but how did? But how did? But how? How so, we so kind of got into so it. You skipped over CIA. I didn't get the CIA yet. Oh, okay. The actual government organization. Yes. No. But I can't talk about that. <laughs> this want to see my badge? Wait, can we just do something where we pick up? Where we're like, ah, ha, ha, and we're like that whole part was redacted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you! Hey, Jimmy's back. Oh. <laughs> it's next week. Um. But where where did so in this how did you where where did you guys meet in this timeline? We met when we were both at LCC. So right. Wait, after so you high guys school. are like college sweethearts? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Now, what were you going to school 15 for? Fifteen years we've been together. Um, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do when I grew up, so I was. Just, Some of us still aren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing like the general studies thing. Uh, I met Jean. I actually decided I wanted to go to beauty school, so I dropped out. I joined beauty school. I finished that. I worked in a salon for a number of years. And when he decided to go away to. You dropped out of LCC? Yeah, for a time. Yeah. Well, 15 years remember, of not paying attention. Remember when I went to beauty school for that how about year the, and a half? How about, real quick. The other day, uh, John Mellencamp was on. And I, and, and I go, hey, you, my brown eyed girl. She goes, uh, my eyes are hazel. They're green, honey. They're green. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> And I go, oh shit! Well, I said sometimes that's they look a, hazel. Oh, okay. See, I was listening <laughs> partially. Selective hearing again. Yeah, that came up earlier, didn't it? Yeah. Wait. So how did? So, so go wait, on. wait, wait. How did he get you? Green-eyed girl. <laughs> sometimes hazel. <laughs> Occasionally. He tells the story a little bit differently, but way a, differently. Wait, can we can we hear her version and then your version? I'm not telling the story. All right, I want to, then we'll hear the the correct version then. I was dating <laughs> one of his close friends, and we broke it off. We only went out for like a month. It was nothing serious, and during that time, I became really good friends with him and the whole group of guys that, like he mentioned, were still all friends. Still to hang this out. Day. So. Um, yeah, so we all ended up hanging out and it was probably a good like two months after that, that we actually started dating, but he was actually dating somebody else too. And then he broke it off with her to go out with me. So, but how did you guys decide that? I don't know. Like, how was it one of those things where you're like, I'm with somebody, but I like you. The, oh, the girl I was dating was, uh, she was trying to sleep with all my friends. 
Was it a competition? No, I just, yeah. How many of my friends she <laughs> She just could wasn't bang? a nice girl. No, she was awful. Awful human being. And that wasn't my style. I didn't- like, But at least she wanted to give someone at least a couple moments of pleasure. Oh, so yes, yeah, so everybody but her boyfriend, which was <laughs> oh, very exciting. Wow. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even think about it that yeah, way. I'm yeah. sorry. Everybody but me. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We were hanging out for a while, and her and my, her and my pal broke up, and- you know, I said to him, like, I want to, you know, I'm thinking about asking her out. And of course, he didn't really care for it. But, long as, you know, he ended up being okay with it. And he was actually in our wedding. And he's a great guy. And um, I don't know. We were out one night. And I just, we were sitting in the car. And uh, I said, hey, you want to be my, my girlfriend? She's like, yeah, sure. That's like, it? Oh, cool. <laughs> well, I want to get a hoagie? It yeah, right. a little more romantic than that. It was. Time, it was a little but... bit more romantic at the time, but I mean, it was very like, "Hey, do you really want to be my girl?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to make out? <laughs> I just ate a mint. Yeah. So then, what? So then, what? So. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's really it. Like, I know we, you, so that's we, why I'm yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Be, well, We were yeah, we were so. just hung out a lot, and we started hanging out with. Just the two of us, like, it'd be like, I just call her up and be like, you want to go for ice cream? And then, you know, it just kind of turned into it. Yeah. So we were just, like 18, 19. Yeah. At the time. It just turned into us just being together. And uh, now uh, we run a business together. Is that we, tough? Yeah, Sometimes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we fight. But, but it's fun. Too. But oh, not really at home at all, really. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be in the kitchen and I'll mm-hmm. say something and he's not sure he likes it or. Mm-hmm. And then all the the guys are around working, and they're all looking at each other like, "Oh, mom and dad." Is that are like? Is that like? <laughs> my, all my cooks go, "Oh, mom and dad are fighting again." And then Justin goes, oh, "I'm going to pull this car over." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my sous chef, Justin. He's the uh, he's our illegitimate son, and he likes to put us in line every now and again. But. Yeah, yeah, but, don't you, but you need that, don't you? Yeah. Don't you think so? Like somebody to keep it in perspective. Their humor uh, usually breaks the attention. Yeah, I mean, we don't fight a lot. Like, it really doesn't last that long. No, it doesn't because either. like we'll fight and then go back to the fact that we're putting on a wedding for two hundred people. We can't fight, right? Yeah. But you know, she might say like, "Why is that there?" I'd be like, "Because I put it there, and because I'm the boss." Bruh. Yeah, he, he has to throw that out. <laughs> I grow. Yeah, I go from like zero to sixty for no reason. Yeah. Right. She's like. I was just asking. I'm like, we'll stop asking. <laughs> and then, you know, and then somebody will do that. Somebody will laugh your fault. And, and be like, you guys are stupid. And be like, I know, I know. <laughs> so, you know, and then like, I mean, that's how it is, though. It's like, meh, and then we're done. But it's uh, it's never like trying, like, like we never take it home. Like we really know how to shut it off, like hard. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're never like laying in bed and she's like, I can't believe you yelled at me in front of everybody. It's or just, you say that. <laughs> no, no, because I, I, I usually I deserve it. If I'm getting yelled at, I deserve it. Right. But uh smart know, man. We just yeah, 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 totally. We just know how to shut it off. And uh you know, I, I've seen couples um even recently, I've seen couples that got into it together get divorced over it. And that's not an option. That's never gonna happen. Well you can't let that moment no. oh, God, no. extend. For what? Like because I put the tray in the wrong place? Yeah. Or she put something in the wrong. Who gives a shit? Yeah, you're not mad at me because it's, it's a tray. Not the There's end other of the world, shit. Yeah. Whatever it it's, is, and that's the thing. It has nothing. It usually has nothing to do with the tray. Right. It's usually like, all right, we're trying to get food out for 200 people, and I'm just my my mind is elsewhere. I'm just like a little intense. And I know that about him yeah. too. 
And usually even if he's frustrated with somebody else, like he'll take it out on me instead of taking it out on them. Well, and, like my family, and I recognize it and it's fine. My family can be absolutely brutal to each other. Yeah. And I think we do it because we're afraid to do it to other people. And we yeah. know at the end of the day, we all love each other. Yeah. It's easier that way. Like, you know, he knows that I'm going to be OK. I've had I had a chef one time I worked in a country club in Jersey and she worked there part time because it was the only chance that we'd ever see each other. And uh, he said that one time. He's like, why do you yell at her? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, I know why. I'm like, why? Oh, the wise one. He was. But he was. He was my only <coughs> one. Right. And he goes, uh, because it's easier. He goes, you're pissed off at. Renee or Sudiel over in the prep area because they didn't do this and the other thing. And now you're in the weeds for dinner and you're in a bad mood because of it. So you yell at her instead of them. Like shit. And then it was just like, and he's right. Like he was right. Epiphanal um, moment. Unfortunately, like, you know, that was freaking seven years ago. And I, Are you some, still I sometimes still do it. But. <laughs> so you both were in this venture from the beginning then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much from, yeah. I mean, like even like working, like that Hacienda job I was talking about, like in 99 or 2000, I was there. Like she worked there part time because, again, it's with our hours. You know, she, for the most part, had a normal job, nine to five, eight to four, whatever it was. I never had one. So the, that was the best way for us to spend time together. She'd be a server. I'd be a cook. That way we could see each other. Well, the other thing, too, is like people don't realize that chefs, it's it's almost like the film business, man. That's not it's not an eight hour day. No, never. Right. Never. Never an eight hour day. This week, like this week, we had, I mean, we only we had two caterings this week, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, and from, I mean, the entire week, between her and her, her part time job, and this, she probably did sixty five hours, and I probably did about the same sixty five to seventy. Wow, you know, but it's it's worth it. How have you seen it grow from uh, from when you started? Uh, it started from the from the smaller events, and now it seems like you guys are you know busy almost every day of the week. Well, it's you know like the whole, like I said earlier, the whole thing started doing the pop up restaurants, and then that was the whole goal. Was I was actually at Arantz at the time in Durier. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, okay. I was there for a while, and I was doing brunch. And Dave was pretty cool to give me kind of carte blanche of brunch. I wanted to go so many times. He was, and I was uh, always like, he wasn't, the, he wasn't the morning person. Right. And I'm not, but I could do it. So it worked out great. He'd work right. late. I'd work early. It was perfect. So he kind of gave me carte blanche to do whatever I wanted. And I started doing my own dishes and he was really cool about it. And I developed a following of people coming to brunch. So I love the idea of the pop-up restaurant. Again, following the chefs in the cities that were two years, three years ahead of us. So I wanted to do that. But I knew I couldn't do it working there. So I went and got a corporate gig with a company called Chartwells. And they do corporate dining. I was at uh, Marywood. And I went there because it's a nine to five for the most part. So that allowed me the opportunity to do the pop-ups. So I started doing them. And then the catering thing took off. And, you know, it was like the first year. I mean, seeing like, like yes, like how, how do we see the growth? I mean, really, it's, you know, you see it financially, you know, from sales. You see it just the amount of things we're booking, you know, we got to a point now, like, I mean, this weekend we have three parties just in one day, you know, it was like, Jesus. at one time it was like, it was Miranda and myself and my sous chef. And then maybe like a helper here and there. And we would do one party and then do one party and do one party. And maybe just one <coughs> per weekend and one and one per weekend. And then the other day, Miranda puts up a schedule and we have 18 people on our staff now. 
And I was like, what the frig just happened? Well, no, because I remember because I remember talking to you to you guys. It might have been uh what was that place that Smith used to play in Old Forge? Mallet no, wasn't it? It was Dugans? some nah, Julie's. Oh, no, there was the split in the road. When uh, you go through Old Forge, you go to the left instead of going down towards where Aron's oh, would be. Oh, like where Bridge Street was and you know what I'm talking about? Chicken Coop <clears throat> is now but i think i think i remember talking to you and you're like i said hey how's how's the how's the restaurant you're like oh man i left i'm gonna do this shit yeah and i was like i knew i couldn't do it being there no and i was like and i'm like dude and you were like we're gonna see what happens yeah yeah i mean that's it was really one of those like standing on the cliff type moments where it was like i I don't know if i'm shit scared or really excited or i was like half on the sorry just grabbing another beer (laughs) i was like half on the cliff because i had a job and i had a paycheck um, it was last um, October. I quit my job. I was the executive chef at Wilkes University. So you always oh, see. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Jesus. Okay. I left Marywood, yep. went down to Wilkes. I got the exec job there and uh, kept doing what we were doing. Now, last year we did, I don't know, 24 weddings in the summer while I was working full time. And me too. Well, she yeah, she was full time too. We beat, we burnt out hard, and uh, it got to the point where like October rolled around, and we, we were actually kind of getting into like November, December were really busy, but we knew February and January they were busy too. Actually, I'd like to say we had like a quiet month, but I can't find one. But I knew I had to quit my job because I was getting burnt out, and it was sort of actually affecting my job at Wilkes because. It kind of got to the point where I started requesting like time off and stuff. Now I had vacation time, so it is what it is. But, um, but there's that fear of leaving a full time job with benefits, great pay, yeah, stability. To risk. to go out yeah. and do this nonsense. Now, did you did you both make the decision to? <clears throat> For the most part, I mean, yeah. He's asking you, babe. Oh, I thought floor. you meant to. <laughs> Did we both make the decision? It's for our you first married leave? couple. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if you're lucky, we'll have a fight. <laughs> I'm, I'm still at my full time job in quotes. It, now it's part time. So I cut my hours there and I'm doing more with Peculiar. I've always worked full time Peculiar, but now I actually have more time. To I mean, do but, but, but historically, like the cliched, stereotypical thing, it's like your wife ain't ever going to let you do that. Oh no, we had no, a lot of discussions yeah. about him leaving. Whatever stupid decisions I wanted to make or risky decisions I wanted to make, she was always all in. Always. It, well, it was it wasn't stupid though because we put so much put into, into this business so far. I said now it's going to start to suffer it's if now you or don't never, leave yeah. that job. Cuz we had so. to start turning down things. Mm-hmm. Because like I remember turning down weddings that, you know, could potentially you know, change your entire month of sales because we had freaking graduation at Wilkes and I couldn't get the day off. And I, and it wasn't the right thing to do to take the day off. I'm not going to just, I'm the head chef. I can't leave right. my staff, but it got to the point where after like, I, I think it was something like I turned down the third wedding that year and I'm like, that's it. I can't do it anymore. You know, you can't turn down weddings. And now we're doing three weddings a weekend. Wow. Yeah. I'd love to have your problems. <laughs> well, it's hard work, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Like, you know, I joked about tonight being our Saturday, but she was in front of the computer all day today. And I was in front of the computer writing menus today. 
So I thought I thought he was gonna go. <laughs> she was in front of the computer all day. And I was in front of the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I was so happy that you weren't like and I was in front of the Xbox. No, no, no. I watched a episode of Diners, Drivings, and Dives, but other than that, we were you know, we were right and uh we did go to lunch today, which was delightful. It was like a date. Mm-hmm. Went to uh Garibaldi's Mexican over in West Scranton. Did you ever go there? Is that at the no, top of Lizard? Is that there? at the top of Lackawanna Ave? Uh, right near yeah. there, yeah. Yes, it I heard is. it's fantastic. It's, it's amazing. Unreal. You just don't know when it's open. No, there's a yeah, uh, there's some continuity issues with the website and the Facebook that hasn't been updated since twelve. 2012. Yeah, somebody said to me, they're like, it's fantastic. It's you just don't know when it's open. Mind blown. Just call them and see when <laughs> Yeah, you just got to call. <laughs> That's the other thing. Let's go, man. The Mexican food in Scranton is off the charts. It is. And I'm not talking about the chains. Like, listen, we got Chipotle. That's cool. Chipotle's good. And I love the fact that they used that. I love the fact that they took pork off their menu because they can't get pasture raised pork at the right price. Like, I dig that, that they're that strong about what their ingredients, about what are. Their ingredients yeah. are. They could easily go to a company like. Hatfield, yeah, and buy all the pork in the world at a buck seventy a pound and charge ten dollars for a burrito and make bank. Right, they don't want to do that. They want to go out and do it right. Right, but they're pretty huge and it's hard to keep up with the demand. So they took it straight off. I could respect that. Earlier, I kind of made the joke about trash and chains, and sometimes I do. That's the you know, it's my thing. I'm always support local from the beer that I drink to the food that I cook with. But uh, there are some awesome mom and pop Mexican joints in Scranton that will blow your mind. And like, you know, I'm not knocking like the La Toltecas of the world because they're a lot of fun. The food is good. They make great margaritas. They great. Yeah. (laughs) Most importantly. Most importantly. (laughs) But they they cater to. I mean, visually, with the with the size of their place, with the look, they cater to bring in large crowds and bring in lots of people. And um, they have fun with their food. Like, it's cool. But if she points at me one more time to talk into this freaking microphone, <laughs> all hell's going to break loose. The girl that's never been on the radio. I know how to eat the mic. God damn it. Okay. So that's what you want to call it. That's what they call it in the biz. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She said to me the other day, she goes, do you wear headphones? I'm like, oh, you mean the cans? No, I don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just smarty pants. I did radio like four times. I'm all, all of a sudden a pro. But, uh. You sound I, like us, just, or at least me. Just like, ta- but just the idea of like the food. Like I said earlier about the chefs and everything, the food growing in the area. Like the the the, the ethnic food is off the charts right now, and the Mexican food in Scranton is mind blowing. Well, I don't think. Do you? Can you agree? Do you go out much? Uh, yeah, you know, I try to go out at least once a week for dinner. You know, what do you usually like to, usually we cook like in, but um, you know, most of the we'll we'll, we'll, we'll try to. Cook, do you guys cook together? Uh, yeah, uh, sometimes. Uh, you know, Tanya is really the better cook, so it's usually me helping her. You know, right. but uh, you know, butter the toast. <laughs> pretty much, it's pretty much like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, does she, yeah. does she give you all the annoying jobs, like peeling the potatoes? Yeah, yeah that's what much. I do to my guys. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I, I bring it up and I ask because you know my 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 dad loves going out, but he's not. He's 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 a chicken parm guy. Okay, he doesn't like anything strange or whatever so right. we got him to go to Ron's one night and he loved it what did he have <clears throat> i don't know I, I think i had ostrich nice. and he had something else but you know and my grandfather before my grandfather passed away like that guy would go out every night of the week didn't matter where are we going let's try something new whatever and he was a simple chicken parm guy but he could find something on the menu that was very what he wanted yeah 
And I, this whole area, even for the last, you know, at least as far back as I can remember, the last 15 years, man, there's been some great places around here. Oh, Regardless, totally. you know, whether it's Italian or if it's, you know, ethnic or, or whatever it is, yeah. like, there's there's so many good. I mean, like like even going to like Garibaldi's today, like I ordered chorizo tacos and it was a dollar and it's the tiniest taco in the world. And there's about two ounces of chorizo that this old lady behind the kitchen or behind the, the counter they have an open kitchen she made from scratch. Came with cilantro and raw onion and nothing else. Yes. And it was mind-blowing. Yes. And then I was I got the burrito and it was their spicy pulled pork, a little bit of rice, a little bit of beans, and then their tomatillo sauce. They use poblano peppers, tomatillo. They roast them. They puree them with fresh cilantro and lime and nothing else. I'm assuming you know all this and because we you going- had the chef talk. I was just, we were, the two of us are sitting there like just, we what couldn't is this? not scoop enough of the sauce. Like, we need more <laughs> chips. Like, we weren't even hungry. We're like, we need more chips. Well, you're out of dip. Would you like more dip? No. We need to pick every ounce of what's on the plate. Right. Now, that's simplicity done perfectly. I mean, they did, you know, there's some really cool, but if you would never know the building was there, the sign is very unassuming. Is that the word? It's nondescript. Very, that's mm-hmm. it. Nondescript. Yeah. No air conditioning. There's like no parking. No parking. A couple places to seat. Because I didn't people know that work there barely speak a lick of English. And they're the nicest people in the world. And the food is mind blowing. I go down the street to Taco Bandito. And because I'm an idiot. Well, and Taco right Bandito is pretty good. Yeah. But it's but, right by but there. From what I hear is like everybody's like whoever stumbles upon it. And it's not like, you no, know, it's it's they, the they literally deal. stumble upon it. When I mean, they first she, find she it. brought back like her family recipes mm-hmm. and that's what she cooks. Wow. It's she there's one cook. She doesn't have a line, she doesn't have a staff. It's her and her son and nobody else. Every day of the week. Well, not every day. They are closed a couple of days. And it's perfect. And it's delicious. I gotta go. And that's the beautiful thing that's go. in Northeast PA. Let's bring our ladies. And I love it. All right. Let's do it. Maybe we'll ask you guys. Now, has, has your palate always been that trained that you could just pick stuff out like that? Uh, I, uh, you know, and that, that question's for both of you. I mean, is or is that something that, that has come over time? I think it comes over time. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I could pick things out Practice. now. Yeah. Practice. I mean. Like, even from, like, starting, like, when we when we first started dating, um, we were, like, into wine. And we, we, we got- I never understood that. Yeah, yeah. We got into- This goes um, with fish. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It goes with Jack Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got into, you know, trying to pair and um, finding the nuances and stuff. Like, um, Johnny was talking, what, last two weeks ago- uh, the beard about you know his tongue and and being a smoker how his palate's a little shot that's a big part of it and there's a lot of chefs that smoke and it could be detrimental um and i'm not i'm not saying that about any particular chef i'm just saying that in general yeah um a smoking chef sometimes could be a little heavy-handed with the salt but uh i don't specifically do that because i really want to be able to taste the food right and i think i you know just from practice like miranda and i like i like i said drinking wine together and like we just were at the finger lakes and we were having a great time with friends and you know getting like a little bombed up we had a limo and having a great time (laughs) but like every time we walked into like a winery like no matter how crazy like we were in the limo like we'd walk into a winery and we'd be sitting there Swirling the wine, like noticing the notes, like talking to them about the the terroir and everything else, because we love that stuff. We like to learn. We're not wine snobs. I'm actually more of a beer geek than anything. 
But uh, we have a lot of fun with that. And that's kind of where the tasting thing came from, noticing what was in that sauce. I could now there could be other things in there that I didn't know, but we kind of figured out the the base of her her sauce. And I want to try to recreate that and at least just for home. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of tasting. So you didn't have the ingredient conversation with her? No, mm-hmm. no, not at all. You ran through no. like 14 different things yeah. that you're like, that was in that sauce. I think it was. I mean, I hope so, because I want to try to recreate it, at least for the home. I'm not going to put it on the menu because she's got to perfect it. And I want people to go there and support this lady because her food is unbelievable. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, go. it's just from practice and trying all sorts of different stuff and not being shy about, you know, trying different foods. And I mean, I remember even when we started dating, she wouldn't eat mushrooms. Now she's like a sushi fanatic. She ate sweetbreads the other day and fell in love with them. Mm-hmm. That was your first time? Yeah. Yeah, they were delicious. If, if anybody out there doesn't know, sweetbread is the thymus gland of a veal calf. So it comes from this area. <clears throat> Everybody that's what, right on the neck. Yeah, right there. And uh, it's like inside and it looks like brains, like wh- when it's raw, you have to poach it. I and then there's a raw. membrane. You have to take the <laughs> membrane off and blah, blah, blah. But then when you eat it, or then when you, like I actually did all that, then I brined it in buttermilk and then I fried it in pulverized pretzel and sort of did like a fun twist on like schnitzel. Yeah. And it's like, it's like eating the most amazing dark meat of something that you've ever had. Super tender, super juicy, and just a good flavor. Like it doesn't like they said, what does it taste like? It tastes like the dark meat of of veal in the most intense form. It's not gamey. It's see, not like gross. The, see, it's like not when meat. you said what it was, I'm like, eh. And then when you're like, and then I did all this, and I was like, hmm. Well, that's the thing. If it, I mean, sometimes like stuff like that might sort of cover up what it is, and it's a fun way to introduce it to people. Like I, I would eat it like poached and like by itself with like salt, like just to taste the product. But it's a great way to introduce it by frying it with some fun coating to, you know, familiarize something a little peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. How, how much trial and error do you have to do if, if, if say you're taking something new like that, that maybe you haven't cooked with before? Uh, you know, how, how much do you have to play with it before you get it to where you want it in, in, in a particular dish? Um, definitely, definitely a lot of R and D goes into certain things. Um, that was one of them, you know, um, I, wa- I really wanted to do them. And I don't think the last time I did them was since like college, which was in 2004 when I went to CIA, we used them. I never really made them much culinary Institute yes. of America. Oh, okay. Sorry, keep going. Did you Google it? No, 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 no. It's just like hitting my brain, and I'm like, they're not talking about the government. No, no, I definitely don't have a badge. But um, so it was like it was like me and my sous chef just kind of farting around in the kitchen. Mm. You know, like we did, like you know, we always do our googling and little research and say, what's the easiest way to? Like, I know that there was a membrane on it, like the skin, so to speak, that has to come off. What's the easiest way to do that? Well, we did some homework and it was like, take it off when it's ripping hot and almost impossible to touch. Okay. Well, frick. <laughs> Try it. Sure as shit. Did you say frick? Frick, yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, and, and like, so we're barely like, we're like, you know, ah, ah, it's hot. But whew, thing came right off. So like, all right, perfect. And then, you know, we tried some different breadings and things like that and different ways to, you know, if we did flour, egg, breadcrumb, or I said, well, what if we just soaked it in buttermilk and egg overnight and let it absorb some flavor. We put like sriracha in there and stuff. And um, 
yeah, there's a lot of fun R&D. That's probably my favorite part, to be honest with you. Mm. It comes rarely now because between the catering and the pop-ups and everything else, it's hard just to get a day where I just play in the kitchen. But when I do, it's a lot of fun. Mm. You know, we try to get something weird or something interesting. Try a new technique. We're working on like charcuterie now. What the fuck is that? Um, that sounds fun to say. Meats. What is that? Sweaty meats. <laughs> it's like making. You look at uh, me like I should know. Like no, sweaty uh, meats. Sweaty meats. It's like making. Uh, you know uh, the uh, the salamis and oh ca- okay ca- yeah, yeah. and and things like that. We just made. I mean, it's one of the easy. Like we we're just kind of easing into it. So we started with I think one of the easiest things we made duck prosciutto. And it's basically, it took like two, well, I did it for two weeks and it's cured duck breast and we turned the cured duck breast into ham and sliced it and stuff. And it was, yeah. I mean, that with, doesn't even sound like it was supposed to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It turned it, a duck into a ham. Super simple. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's right. Like we didn't cook it, but with the curing process, it quote unquote cooks. You're, pl- you're playing God, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with great power comes great duck prosciutto. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're trying to get into a lot of fun stuff we're working on different fermentation we're trying to get into um we have to find a place with the right temperature but we're starting to try to get into making our own vinegars making our own hot sauces and things like that fermenting peppers and you know we want to start taking beer and fermenting that and turning that into like a beer vinegar and things it's fairly easy things but it's a lot of you know humidity temperature you know Good mold versus bad mold, you know, things like that. There's mold on certain things, yeah. Like the duck, there's no mold. Like I said, that's one of the easier things. Salt, herbs, a little um, pink salt, nitrate, you know, sit for three days, wash it, hang it, cures for a week or two, dries out, becomes super tough, and you slice it super thin, and it's salty, and it's awesome. There's certain meats that you need mold to grow on, and some molds are bad, some molds are good. And depending on the humidity and the temperature. I know nothing about this. This is amazing. So like, like this room in here, like there's a bit of humidity in here. It's ball sweat hat. And <laughs> that was yeah. I was trying to be nice. I'm yeah. sweating like an animal. I want to roll around in gold bond right now. But if you <laughs> cornstarch, bro, cornstarch, it's a lot cheaper. Doesn't it make like wouldn't it make it like a paste? Yeah, and then you could like put it in a sauce and you thicken the sauce. <laughs> and, I mean you're killing two birds at one stone. You guys cook at home, right? <laughs> Or you can dip your nuts in the deep fryer and make hush puppies. In there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, honest so this to God, <laughs> cornstarch. But it like it's, the humidity in here is like it's like uber high. Yeah. So you're gonna definitely build bad molds. Like you need. It helps to have a regulation, like a tool to regulate it. Well, we just figured out today that we don't have a return. Oh yeah. Like on the air, so yeah. we're gonna put that in. I think this weekend. Yeah, that's we, um, we we finally did the science on here. Like the air conditioner's on. Why is it hot? Mm. And it's like, oh, because it has nowhere to go. Right. Stuff like that is very important. I mean, some some people have that unfinished basement in their house that is perfect all year long. And it just fashions itself like that over because the house is 100 years old. I don't have that luxury. My like my basement. We have a dehumidifier. I have. I I would never be able to hang meats in my base. And if I did, it would be for fun and just for the home and just for trial and error. I would never do that and serve it. But I can't. It's just too too moist some people know how to turn an old refrigerator into one it's a science to do that kind of stuff but that's what we're working on that's what we're trying to try to develop as much as possible that we could you know say that we made from scratch you know that's the best part of the See, that's the, the thing is the fun 
like Rich, Rich and I, and you know, I think that's one of the things that like the three of us might have in common where it's, um, cause you know, we all, we, in some respects, we all have to answer to like our, our master and the master could be your clients or the master yep. could be, and it doesn't give you opportunities to like, you know, or like the people who are like, Hey, I want you to write about this or that. And, and, you know, I've had conversations with you where it's like, you know, I, I try to write about the things that I want to write about. Or like right. I try to do some different things and I just don't have the time. Right. You know, and for me, like I want to do different things and I just don't have the time. Well, like so you're talking about that the the work that you're doing this week. Yeah. I mean, you're driving tomorrow. Two hundred and eighty five miles. It's gonna at least. prevent you from any sort of writing or anything like no working, working like on I, a script or you know whatever it is that you guys I don't are have working to, I, on yeah now it's like you know and, and richard you know we've had the conversations where it's like after we're done we just want to watch like daredevil honest to god <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah it's not about like oh let's which then, i haven't started yet i heard it's pretty amazing it's pretty it's good so good yeah are you game of thrones guy as soon as i finish True i'm Detective. starting to make him watch it yeah. wait are you all are you called are you I, caught no, up no i just started oh, we just started it. the first season i watched the first episode don't watch the internet. and halfway through i turned it on no no don't watch the internet until you get up to where it is now the, the interesting thing though is when you're on episode one you could read all this stuff about the internet and be like Man, I, have, I have no idea what that means yeah, and then by the time you get to it i'll probably forget, forget about it yeah i have yeah. a short term memory. <clears throat> it's so last night <laughs> i watched it alone and at the end i was like there was like i was like what you needed to talk uh, about it with yeah, somebody? it's really, it's really yeah. hard it's really hard to like watch something where you're like what <sighs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do for the next nine months. Yeah. Because you're pissed. It's a bummer. Well, I started I started doing like wait until the show's over and then when it hits like Netflix or on yeah, the, like I'll watch it. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you're gonna get pissed off. Yeah. yeah. What do you this, mean you have to wait a year? This year we 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 try to do that. We try to space everything out. Like when we were watching Sons of Anarchy, that we DVR'd it and we watched it every week. Like we didn't let them pile up because it was that good. Right. Um when this last season of House of Cards came out. We oh plowed God. through it way too fast. And like the last episode when she said the thing that she said to her I husband. I didn't, didn't see it. Well, then I'm not going to. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad good. I didn't say spoiler what Spoiler alert. I would never. Never spoiler, man. No way. <laughs> Which you, I'm sorry about before. If yeah, you jerks. Sorry. That's all right. But uh, <laughs> I, I, again, I will forget by tomorrow. Good. What were they talking about last night? I'm hungover. Um, <laughs> My little pony. But then we got to the last episode and it was like, and she said something to Frank. And I was like, oh my God. I said to Miranda, it was like almost bedtime. And we're like, we got to watch the next episode. And she's like, uh, it's over. No! Right. <laughs> you know? They, How long do we have to and I get on the Google? And they're like, it's another year. <laughs> but that's, do you, do you think that what binge watching is dangerous? In. Yeah, it, it kind of is. Totally. You know, I, 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 when, when I was yeah. watching Daredevil, I ran into that problem because I had waited for it for so long right. that my in, initial instinct was I got to watch all of this at once. And I got like, three or four episodes in and I'm like, this is so good. I need to savor it. Otherwise yeah. I'm really going to hate myself. Yeah, totally. Because in the next couple of days I'm going to, I'm going to be done and then I'm going to have to wait again. You know, did you watch true detective? <gasps> we just it, started watching. I've only, I've, I've only seen a little bit of it, uh, but so now I was just saying to them before we started that uh, now I have like an HBO package yeah. like for free for the next two years. Nice. So I got all this stuff on demand and I'm Who's like, all right. Who's to get that? <laughs> all I had to do was switch cable companies. That was I, it. So I, I, True Detective, it was like three episodes before I got into it. So I watched, I binged the three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I waited every week for the rest. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. Because you have a week to speculate. That's a show that's worth the wait. Oh, yeah. Then I went to I went to Florida a year ago 
with the girlfriend and I'm like, you got to watch this show. It's great. And I totally forgot it was eight episodes. I'm like, oh, we can, we can plow through this. It's eight o'clock. We can be done by 4 a.m. <laughs> and it, and, and it wasn't as good because we were just plowing through it. Yeah. And you had, there was no, no speculation. Yeah. There was no. We've mm. actually, we just started the season. Well, and we've, we have one left. We have actually kind of take a breaks. true detective. We would watch yeah. two a night. Oh, just wait. We'd watch two a night and then take a night off. That, I keep saying, can we one. watch that last episode? Like last he's night, like, no. she's like, can we watch the last one? And we were both tired. I said, no, we're going to fall asleep. Yeah. We just got done with a 14-hour work day. I said, we're not watching anything important. But it's one of those shows. Where I like, know, I'm yeah. dying to watch it. I made it through this day just to get to this, and you're yeah. taking it away yeah. from yeah, me, you exactly. son of a bitch. <laughs> it, that, Talking it, to my it attorney. Ha- <laughs> it has to be It has to be perfect. The, 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 the moment. The light has to be right. Yeah, Everything's got to be right. The food has to be right. It's are you now? Are you perfect. now? Do you guys food and food and watch? Like, do you, do you prepare? Like, this is we're not yeah, just gonna yeah, sit. Yeah. We're not, we're not just gonna sit we like loaves. We yeah, order. And watch. We don't cook a lot at home so anymore. Okay, <laughs> no, we don't cook at home at all. That's a, that's a it's like being thing. a porn star and going home, and your wife's like, and you're like, nope, no, not interested, <laughs> not happening. So many people, so many people say to her. Oh, you must eat like a queen. Eh, we got pizza. <laughs> we eat leftovers. We eat leftovers. Yeah, we don't. We, never, we rarely eat what we make, and not for any reason. Just because after cooking it for fourteen hours, to be honest with you, that's not what I want. You know, yeah, I want probably sick of looking at it. I, a little bit, man. A little bit. I just want to like. I just want to go call Napoli and just order a slice of pepper. All I want is some slices. fucking Lucky Charms. Like right now, oh my god, totally <laughs> Sour Patch Kids. Like, oh. yeah, yeah. Like we went to the cause, like we got done with work yesterday, and I said to her, "I'm like, we need to go out and have a dinner and be served." And we went to the like we have all this food in our fridge. We have all this food in our kitchen. We could have brought home, you know. I got prime ribeyes and all. No, we went out and, and got sandwiches at, at the casino because well, it was the only kitchens that were open that it's late because, you know, our yeah. schedule. And then we got Ben and Jerry's ice cream and life was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's how we are. We we don't cook much at home just because that's all we do is work in the business. You know, is it? did you get it was it was kind of like, you know, I loved film and everything. And then when I started having to make money doing it, I was like, that's eh, not fun anymore. I would imagine, you know, is it, is you it like still that fun food? to watch movies? Yeah, you know how long it was before I had to like learn how to turn my brain off. Oh yeah, because yeah, oh, totally. he never turns his brain off. You, He's always it's well think talking about, about everything. Let's put it in a food perspective. It's like instead of trying to figure out what was in the Garibaldi sauce, just let it happen. Yeah. Nope. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's why I couldn't I couldn't do movies for years. That's why you know I have to stop myself uh, whenever I'm reading an article online. You know, it's like drive just, you nuts. just just putting all this. I, I just want to just type up all this grammar stuff and be like, oh, I can't believe they did this and that. And I'm like, oh wait, I'm going to stop myself because no one gives a shit on me. So I'm just going <laughs> to totally stop and not criticize this whatsoever. That's really dumb. That's funny. But yeah, I mean, it, it, we're know, all kind of in the in a in a very similar situation when with the you know you hate to like criticize but at the same time you're sure but you're passionate you're about passionate, what you do that's exactly it you know you, you're and, passionate. and you get you get real nerdy about it. and they, like, like that's what totally. you know i was trying to think about this the other day because i'm not um i didn't come from a family that had a very sophisticated palate you know right. my mom was very simple when she cooked and it's because because she was cooking for a bunch of us you know i had you know two brothers and a sister and you know, everybody works and everything else. So yeah. it was like, you know, what can be done in like 15, you know, yeah. 30 minutes or whatever and that kind of thing. 
And uh, I think the most exotic thing that came to our house was, you know, my dad would get Chinese food and he was the only one who would eat Chinese food. So that's how I got oh, introduced nice. to, you know, foreign cuisine, if you want to call <laughs> Chinese food foreign cuisine, you know? Is it? So uh, I... Uh, I'm trying to smoke and I don't want to fuck with you. I wasn't really so like you, big... You can come over here if you want. No, Gene, right I don't want to... I'm going to go right here. You know, I, I think I got introduced to this stuff like a lot of people do. You know, uh, it wasn't until... You know, I met Tanya and Tanya loves watching like Food Network and uh, Cooking Network and things like that. And I would be like, oh, why do you watch this stuff? It's just like, it's so... And then 10 hours later, 10 hours later, I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. I have to make that. Please tell me how to make that. It's just, it was incredible. Like, I, Write down the recipe. Oh, honey, it's on the internet. What? <laughs> There's a website? There's a website that I could get everything? Oh my God. Oh, this is ridiculous. I remember being young watching Julia Child sitting there with a, remember her? With a pen and paper. Do I? What, what you doing? She was the best. <laughs> You're like, holy I'd shit. I'd be there with a pen and paper writing it down, and then the Food Network came out, and then you know, you'd dial up to AOL, and you got mail and then you get your email your weekly food network email with all the recipes um she used to be on pbs she still is is she really well, i mean her you know her reruns but like her show like my favorite thing in the world is watching her and jacques pepin cook together on pbs they're probably from i think they might be from the 80s early 90s and they're doing like i mean like she'll break down a duck, right? And she'll beat that thing in a submission. She was, she was like, like a like a she's like Tyson. Like she like was, Tyson beating Holyfield. Right. And just just smashing the thing around. But the dish would come out like beautiful. But that's how she was. She was just a rustic woman that just you know, she wasn't all dainty like the new girls on the cooking channel. No, but she had like nails this- and they're all special. She's like, You got to make the and then she smashed the duck into 100 pieces <laughs> and then roast it perfectly. But she never like did it angrily. She was never like... Oh, she was a sweetie. Right. You get to, I got I got to hear her this. speak at school. Did you really? Yeah, she did. Um, was this at CIA? This was at the uh, the Central Intelligence Agency where right. I graduated from. <laughs> so in Langley. They have a whole... Yeah, right. In Langley, yeah. Um, now, yeah, Culinary Institute of America. She, so, all right. That school runs in three week. They call it blocks. So let's just say it's three-week semesters. Because that's really what That's kind of like what film school was. So every three weeks, there was a graduation. And every graduation, there was a speaker. And um, holy shit. Every three weeks. So now the best part, it was in the main hall in the main building. And anybody could walk in any time. So I've seen Daniel Blue. I've seen Anthony Bourdain. I've seen Eric Repair. And then we everybody found out that Julia was coming. This class begged and begged and begged. And she said, yeah, sure, I'll be there. So she came and spoke. And it was right before she passed away. So I've never seen this hall, which probably holds, I don't know, maybe 200 people, probably about 600 people just jammed in there. Like, like you're at a, you know, a Stones concert, just right. watching her talk about food in the most beautiful way. And with the most beautiful voice, I can't get enough of this woman. And, and her cooking, I love the way she cooks. She's just a rustic, somewhat sloppy but perfect i mean she's awesome and i admire I, I adore her she's probably my favorite chef in the world well, i mean isn't that isn't that the thing about cooking where it's like you know anybody anybody can make a cheeseburger mm-hmm. but today i had your cheeseburger <laughs> you know what i mean thanks man and jimmy you know yeah he Jimmy's- got he even posed for it he he's very he's a vending machine vending machine eater 
Is so that right? Yeah, he always walks around with change so he can get like Twizzlers or Doritos or like what, like that's his whole right, thing. Right, right, right. So I was really surprised you don't a, have one in the office. Then. In a paternal way, I was very happy to see him eating. <laughs> you, I mean, I'm dude, like some I'm of being the, excited about some it. of it was off mic, some of it was on mic, but you forced him to stay. Like he's like, I'm out, bro. I'm going to the beach. No, you're not. You're gonna sit here, take the fucking freaking microphone and talk and tell us about food and then he did very eloquently he's he, but he's like one of these guys who's like like if he's not if you corner him and you, mm-hmm. you kind of you force him to do something yeah he's totally into it i could yeah unless yeah. you get him to do it it's like hey man try a salad <laughs> He still won't try a salad. That's so weird. Salad's Never delicious. had it. Won't even eat and lettuce. I'm a fat guy, and won't I eat love lettuce. salad. Nope. I love it. He'll eat a tomato. He'll eat cucumbers. You won't eat lettuce? Nope. I get him to eat lettuce. I get the best lettuce in the world, and I'm not bragging I bring because him. I didn't grow it. If we come down if we come down to one of your, not if, when. When, when we come down to one of, one, of your, one of your things, yeah. I'm going to let you know. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna force. I'm gonna make him a salad. No, and you're gonna force him to do it in front of everybody. Oh God, yeah. We'll put okay. on. We'll we'll, we'll Instagram. I want to shut the kitchen down. Yeah, we'll totally. just start bringing food out. Shut it. Yeah, down. we'll just shove it in front. Do it. It's free. You have to eat it. It'd be rude not to. That's what we're <laughs> you're gonna insult me if you don't, bro. <laughs> and we'll force him to do it. If he ate the right salad with the right, I mean, I, the lettuce I get comes from a place called Roland's Farm. It's in Wa- Waverly. Is it Waverly or? Honesdale? I thought it was Honesdale. Yeah, I think it might be Honesdale. They're going to kill me if they hear it because I can't remember where they're from. But Bill is an amazing grower, and he grows the best lettuce on planet Earth. And they're at every farmer's market you could possibly imagine. So check out Roland's Farm. I have to plug them because they're amazing. But uh, and it's and, and here's the thing: like people think it's lettuce, so it's like oh, it's just a leaf. No, it's, it's not. Not not with what not what they grow. What they grow is uh, is magical stuff. Like you go to the store, you see something that's called spring mix. Or me- what I get. mescaline mix. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. You got arugula, you got spinach, you got red leaf, green leaf, Boston bib, etc. They grow a head of lettuce that has all of those things. Not all of them, but some of those things like in it. So this head of lettuce has green and red and brown and like, all this little thing. And it's like this, this perfect like hydroponically grown head of lettuce that has these different leaves and colors and it's the best. Le- and then they grow this wild arugula that tastes like horseradish it's mind-blowing and it's locally grown it's dirt cheap is it really and it's the best stuff you'll ever have it's not certified organic there's no time in it. well they, it's just the best stuff you'll ever eat in your life they're not paying for the stamp the stamp's bullshit <laughs> ladies and gentlemen when you go to wegman's and buy that extra stuff that stamp is bullshit google it and you'll find out now why is it bullshit <laughs> you'll google it and find out i'm not kidding that's a three-hour podcast bro <laughs> Just like when you go to just like when you go to the store and you get uh, cage free eggs, you know what that means? That means that the chickens that are jammed so hard into a, a a barn that's the size of this room with less windows in this room have a little space that they could walk out in if they choose. And to. at the very most, it's usually like three feet by two feet, and they could walk out potentially. Because you got to figure a room this big. Now, I know this is a, a, a podcast, but just visualize with me. Um, it's like 20 by 20 or something. 20 by 20, 20 by 20, 20 by 30, maybe. Yeah. You'll fit probably four or 500 chickens in this room. So at any given time, 20 of them could possibly, possibly get sunlight. That's what cage free means. You got to be kidding me. You want the real deal. You want the stuff that 
They were treated right. They raised right. They ate right. They had the beautiful life. They were in the grass. They were out in the pasture. It's called pasture raised. That's a term that they cannot fuck with. And I hope they don't pasture raised. Yeah, because the marketing people will take whatever term they can and destroy it. Like baby Bellas, baby Bellas, baby Bellas is a a mushroom. It's a mini portobello. No, it's a cremini mushroom. (laughs) And they charge two dollars extra a pound for it. Really? Why are the Cremini's a dollar ninety nine, but Baby Bell's are three ninety nine? Same thing. It's marketing. It's all marketing. So they got this whole thing with the USDA. They they got the whole thing with cage free. They're allowed to see the sun, which allows it to be called cage free. You it just, want, it just you want seems the like real a play deal? You go pasture raised, man. And you, you know the stores. It's where do you, where do you find that? Farmers markets. Which ones do you go to? Do you go to ones around all, here? I go to all of them. I try to go to all of them. Based on our location, Pittston's great. But I've got tied up with these um, farms so much that they just deliver now, which is great. So you get so you get into good relationships with these people. Definitely. Yeah, that's great. So I always kind of say, like, supporting peculiar, also supporting a lot of local farms. We get our honey locally. We get our maple syrup locally. We get our vegetables locally. We get our greens locally when it allows. Not every catering can allow it. But when it does, we get all of our meats locally. Um Sometimes in a catering world, you have to go to the big guys. You got to go to the half fields of the world. I'm just being honest. It's just how it is. Um, But the pop-ups especially really allow us to go and get all this local stuff. Like last week we were open and I had a pork chop dish on and the pork came from Overlook Farms and the Fuller's Overlook Farms. This was the best pork I ever had in my life. Mind blowing. I've had, you know, they raise a, it's a, it's a breed between Berkshire, Carabuda and uh, Durek pork. And this pork chop was like, and here's the best part. And people out there don't kill me or write on my page and tell me how I'm going to kill people. Cause this is, this would not be the first time we were serving the pork chop medium, not me, not well done. We were serving it medium. And it was because I knew how it was raised. I knew how it was lived and how it was killed, to be honest with you. This pig had a great life and just wandered and ate and just got sun and got snow and got cold and got summer. And it just had like the best upbringing. Like it's just, it did whatever the hell it wanted to do. And that was it. And then it was killed humanely. It was butchered and treated with the utmost respect from the moment it came to my door. And because of that, I could serve that pork medium and people ate it. Like it was cr- like, like, like it was now, crack. Now you're not supposed to do that because most of the big whatever, you don't know what the hell is in it. So you got to cook. There's a lot of, there's a lot. Crap. Yeah. Trichinosis is a big thing with pork, especially like with, I don't know. That's a whole nother story. I don't want to start getting into. <laughs> All right, Rich, I'm going, I'm going conspiracy. I'm not going to go there. So start asking questions. Yeah, We're in trouble. Yeah, There's no, con- yeah. We're in trouble. <laughs> well, you know, Jimmy's not here. So you got to take, you got to jump in with the. No, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> No, well, no conspiracy theory on the pork because all the, the big guys they make good. But pork that's got. But that's got. That's got. That's got to feel good to you though, doesn't it? Because you're like, I can serve it the way I want to serve. Every it. Every time the farmers show up to my door and I write them a check and then we, we we talk and they tell me about what they had, it feels great. It's the best feeling in the world. I love it. I'm so happy. I love roasting off a ton of vegetables, even if it's going on a buffet. I feel so proud that even if it's just good olive oil and salt and pepper. On a whole bunch of roasted veggies. I know that those roasted veggies came from people just like us in Northeast PA that worked their asses off to uh, make a living and support their family. It's awesome. So 
so I have to ask, uh, I have to bring up the, the TV stuff just because, you know, I'm, I'm such a nerd for that stuff now because now I have to watch it every weekend and spend hours and hours in front of the TV watching these shows. The first thing I got to ask is, uh, you know, you'd, you'd said about uh, Julia Childs and stuff before. Uh, are, it, it seems like uh, the whole thing, uh, for the most part, has gone from, uh, you know, cooking shows about how to cook the dishes to mostly contests now. It's, oh, mostly, it's a lot. It's very heavy competition. Yeah, it's very yeah. much about the competition stuff yeah. now. You know, I mean, it, is it, it, do, you, do you think, is that the, the right way to go? Should there be more of a balance of both? Do you I think? think a balance of both. Yeah. Because I still love like the classic style cooking show like Saturday morning on the cooking channel or on the food network, which food network owns cooking channel came from Canada, blah, blah. Right. Um, there's a lot of great just, you know, like like a show where Marky's on just making like his favorite dishes. He's Marky's the sandwich guy, and that's what he does. And it's uh, and and Rich goes on because he loves uh, Asian food. Don't give and, us ideas. And that's what you do. And, and <laughs> like those things I really love to watch just because they're fun and it's just like you know you get some new ideas and, and maybe figure out some new things and or see a new technique the competitions are fun some of them some of them are made specifically for drama some of them are made specifically to make asses out of great chefs some of them are super intense and are just straight up real deal cooking competitions and then some of them are just like lighthearted and fun and you just go out there and cook and hopefully win something. And, you know, and they and you just do your thing. I mean, there's a, quite a mix of the competitions. You know, you got shows like Cutthroat Kitchen, man. That thing is freaking brutal. Yeah, that's nuts. It's I mean, it's fun to watch, but I don't know if I could go on. And I think I'm too much. of a, <laughs> I think I'm too much of a wimp. I, I always think of, you know, like like that stuff is it's fun to watch. I don't know necessarily if it's if it's any good at telling you whether these chefs are any good or not. Right. You know what not. I mean? Like it's it's, it's kind of a luck of the draw for the most part. It, it really is. I to be honest with you, and this is sort of obviously I'm going to be biased on this story, but one of my one of my best friends that I graduated culinary school with was on that show. And this dude runs one of the busiest restaurants in Chicago. It's and, and, and they do, they literally do 950 covers, which means 950 customers on a Friday night. Holy shit. In a five hour period. Wow. How do you do that? And he got booted off early on cutthroat kitchen. Because they, he had a freaking cook like hanging from the ceiling upside down. Oh, okay. And it's bullshit. Uh, yeah. How does anyone it just prepare makes no for that? sense. Sure. It doesn't show who's the great chef. This dude could cook. He's a damn good chef. Mm. He's a damn good chef. And he's a damn good person. And the show just didn't, didn't do him the justice that he deserved. Mm. So I don't know. I'm, I like some of them. Some of them are a lot of fun. I guess I'm a little biased to that fact, too. Because I was I was I was I was on one, <laughs> but uh, you know some of them are they're entertaining. They're a lot of fun to watch. You know, I can't do cutthroat because I'm not I'm not eat, I can't, I don't know <laughs> I can't I can't imagine throwing another chef under the bus. I can't do it. <laughs> tell, tell me about uh, guys' grocery games though. That had to be fun. Guys, guys. What's up with his hair? Fun. Uh, <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. Guy was great, man. He was he's a cool dude, and uh, that's one of the. Definitely a lighthearted show. Does he? Do, he does the diners, drive-ins, and and dives. dives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually won. I think I think it was season two or season three of Next Food Network Star. Like he won a competition to get on the Food Network. 
I can't think of anybody else that won that show that still has the same power that he has. Uh, most of the people kind of drift off into, you know, Neverland, but he, I don't know, he did something right. And he, the poor guy, did something wrong, too, because he's got a lot of haters. But in real life, he is the coolest, one of the coolest guys I've ever met. He's a chef through and through. He's got a potty mouth. He loves food. He loves good beer. He loves his family. He loves nice cars. He loves his kids. He's just a cool guy, man. It was it was a lot of fun. That was an intense uh, intense week or, or day, I should say. Well, what, really. wait, so what happened? I applied for the show and uh, I got called. Did you did you know he was doing that? So applying? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I think we went through a period of time where we're like, we need to get you on the Food Network somehow. So we just started applying for shows. Yeah. He wanted to be on Chopped, and then they contacted him for Guys Grocery guys. Games. And oh, please get on Chopped! I, I still, I'm still trying. Yeah, that would be do. amazing. Yeah, I'm still trying. That one's just that's just cooking. Like, yes. okay, here's yes. your ingredients, and one that's a little weird, right? And just make something, and that's it. And I that's why I, I really like that show. So that's why I had applied for. But they called me and said, <laughs> "We think you'd be good for Guys Grocery Games." Do you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, I'm in. So I did a whole bunch of interviews, did Skype interviews, sent pictures, sent videos, and I got on the show. They flew me out to San Francisco, which then we drove to Santa Rosa. It was a one-day shoot. Um, I shot for 16 hours. Yeah, welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> one show, an hour show. Yeah, 16 hours. Yep. And uh, like we did like the first, we did the first challenge. And I did really, I, I did good on it and I got a lot of compliments. So I was like really pumped and I was like, all right, let's get, let's fucking do it. I'm like, let's get to this. Okay. It's lunch, but everybody take 20 and all the lights go off and all the cameras shut down. I'm like, what the hell's going on here, man? <laughs> I'm like, I just started cooking. I'm, I'm ready. I'm Jones. And they're like, no, 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 we're, we're on, we're on lunch break now. So, yeah, because they make it look like on the show, you know, like uh, and, and, you know, that's the power of editing, I yeah, guess, you know, yeah, that, like that it's all just like so quick and all at once and everything like no. that. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, that was 16 hours of um of shooting. I mean, you know, when they tell you you have a half hour to cook, you have a half hour to cook. Sure. And that's it. Yeah. So but, you know, when it's all said and done, it's huh. uh, yeah, it's a long you know, it's a long day. You speak of editing, Rich. And here's my dream for you. This has been my dream for a couple of years for you in particular. Is you have a cooking show, but it's shot the way they used to shoot Giada's show. What do Remember you mean? Giada De Laurentiis? Yeah, of yeah. course. I always you want to show my cleavage no, and no, my no, no, shiny no, white no, no, teeth? No, no, no. The way they shot it. <laughs> oh. The way they shot it was like, because I, I couldn't stop watching it. I'm like, why am I watching this show? Like, she's pretty, but why am I watching it? And they shot it like real sexy. Foggy. There was like there was like a mist in the air. It was weird how they. Sh- it was like really yeah. like. Really Is that, like you want you want me to be sexy? Really? I just want to. I'm wearing a Buffalo Bill shirt. I just think we. I, I just <laughs> I'm think twenty pounds overweight. I'm I not. Think, I'm not sexy. I think. I think if we can. I think if we can find some time, oh, you and I. My wife just pinched me. Well, that's because <laughs> so, she's trying to be coy. No, I think. I think it. if we should find. I think if we find some time. Don't talk should, like that. We should do. You're we should do podcast. like a twenty minute YouTube video. You cooking something, but shot real sexy. Sexy. I'm just, like that's it. what I'm thinking. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And it's all like. Should like, I talk softly? It's all like tongue in cheek. Should I talk like John Smith? Yeah. So. Here's the- <laughs> <laughs> We're according to Mark. Hello, governor. That's not how he talks. <laughs> We've got some nice ribeyes here. <laughs> oh, it's a bunch of rubbish. <laughs> according to Mark. 
<laughs> I just think everybody thinks he sounds British. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a crazy person. Oh, Sorry, I just sitting on the floor. That's okay. So what? Uh, so what what's else? next? All right. Oh, Kickstarter. Yes, let's talk yeah, that's, about that. That's the the current project. Yeah. You guys just started that what a week or two ago? Um, yeah, we have two, yeah. like two and a half weeks left, I think, on the campaign. Yeah. Now, now, what are you doing? It now. What's what's the whole crux of it? So the the whole concept is the original concept from minute one was do the pop ups, build the brand, build the name, build the reputation, then open a restaurant instead of just trying to dive in. Well, that all got halted with the catering, and I say that in a very positive way. Yeah. The catering is amazing, and we're still going to do that. Now that'll never go away, but it's time to spread our wings and build the business even more. Sure. So, again, even though we've been at this for a while and we've been pretty successful with it, we're still baby stepping because it's we feel it's the right way to go. So the next step is a food truck. So we are looking because um, you don't have enough time. Because we don't have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bored shitless so <laughs> i need something else to take out no. yeah yeah i mean that's pretty much what it is we're just you know the catering's awesome and it, like i said it's not going away we want to keep doing it but it's time to grow so we want to get a food truck and we think that the movement is right and it's the timing is right so we have you know been working really hard to get to that point so we thought if we did a kickstarter it'll help us get there a little bit quicker so we're in the midst of that. We're um, 35% to our goal. And we're, you know, about what are we like two weeks in, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's a 30 day uh, a Kickstarter. So we're, uh, you know, the goal is to raise $10,000. We got a lot of cool rewards. There's a lot of cool stuff on there from just awesome swag that our buddy Keith Perks at 1120 Studios came up with to private 1120 parties. Creative. What's that? She's plugging. Creative. She's plugging. Not studios. Well, what? All right. 1120 Studios is his photography program. 1120 Creative is his art program Mm -hmm. and his graphic design work, which he's awesome at. And uh, he he came up with some. (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. Everybody likes to be made sound like an ass on the podcast. (laughs) Usually it's me. So don't. Yeah, it's fine. We could share but the, uh, <laughs> the the swag that we brought you guys today. Like he he came up with all that. He actually did our logo. He's he's awesome. So uh, we have a lot of cool swag. We're doing a private VIP party for certain levels. We're doing uh, name the truck for a huge level because you know you got to name the truck. Right. Um, we're kind of selling advertisement. Like there's a lot of fun things. Like, um, you know. If, like just for example, like if twenty five eight wanted like their logo on the back of our truck, like there's a way to do that. So we're trying, but there's am a get, lot. Of- am I getting roped into something? Totally. <laughs> okay. See what I'm doing there? Mm-hmm. Right I next to it, it, any PA scene? Just saying. <laughs> Rich, are we getting roped into something? <laughs> totally. Yep. Is he using? Is he using? Is he using the persuasion of our bellies <laughs> <laughs> to get us to do stuff for yeah, him? Yes, and free mac and cheese too. <laughs> mm. But Delicious. those are some of the like th- those are some of the higher end things. But we have a lot of cool swag that we're giving away, and just like like I said, we're d- doing some catering stuff out of it. Um, what's the one with the dessert? We're doing a dessert one, uh, mm-hmm. luncheons at your office. You know that that kind of fun stuff. Um, we tried to make it a little bit different, a little more exciting. So if you're giving a hundred dollars, you get something really cool out of yeah. it. That's definitely worth a hundred bucks, if not more. Um, live music always is somewhere involved in what we're trying to do. And so we have a good start right now and we're hoping to hit our 10 grand and we could get a kick-ass food truck and 
go out there and, and be a food truck, but we also want to go out there and do all the festivals. We want to get involved in the concerts, you know, the Peach Fests of the world, the, you know, party on the patios, things like yeah. that. There's a lot of cool festivals, especially in the summertime around here. You know, I, I'd love to do Oktoberfest and things like that and really just get out there and do some cool food, change the menu all the time and constantly evolve. And then the, the end goal is to to settle down, if that makes any sense, and, and, <laughs> and do just do a restaurant, be a restaurant. That's, that's the end goal. But we have a lot of time for that. There's no rush into that. So I don't know why I said calm down and be a restaurant owner, but... <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, don't I want to calm a... down and go to war. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Right. I want to calm down and go back to Nam. No, is, is that like the Irish thing where, where the Irish person's like, uh, "Yeah, I got sober. I stopped doing the hard liquor and the cocaine. So I'm just on <laughs> yeah. some beer and I pot. just do beer." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something the Irish would say. So, but yeah, that's the uh, that's where we're at right now, and we just um, we're still plugging away with the catering. We still do the pop ups as often as we can. Kickstarter's going great. We want to keep that going. So any you know, anything that we get from that is well appreciated. We're hoping to get above and beyond what we asked for and then buy, you know, buy the kick-ass food truck and go out there and just do our thing. Now, most of your pop-ups are always sold out, right? For or the at least most very, part, yeah. Very close. They've, been, they've been really, it's been great, to be honest with you. We just did one uh, that was really great. That was, uh, we got three stand-up comics in from Manhattan. And what we did was we teamed up with the Levity Ball, who supplied the comics. And we teamed up with three guys in a beard who supplied the beer. And then, of course, ourselves. And what we did was we did a five-course dinner. Three guys brought three different beers to do a beer tasting. Levity Ball bought the three comics. And uh, Fast Freddy, who owns his DJ company, oh. supplied the sound. You know Freddy. Oh, my Freddy God. Freddy Fabry, he's the man. Uh, he supplied he's, the, the, he's, the, he's the physical embodiment of the Tasmanian devil. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, of course he is. <laughs> and he's, he supplied the sound, and uh, it was this whole conglomerate of local people just trying to uh, do something cool, and we sold it out. And, um, you know, we did, like I said, the big dinner. We had the comics come down. It was a lot of fun. It was something a little different, I think, for the area. I think we're going to get to the last word because I have to get up at 5 a.m. What's going on over there? You guys are doing a lot of whispering. <laughs> no, no, I just keep writing notes going, do you like me? Yes or no. And he, he keeps writing a new box for maybe. Maybe. <laughs> which is making it very frustrating for me to get a straight answer from him. What's the topic for the last word? I'm, I was going to do I've one. I've been dying to Do you want to do that one? What? Do you want to do, do the one from last week or Rich has one too? I'll be a pie. We, I don't care. We, do, we can do both. I mean, I'll this this one's real short. Can we do them real quick? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, let's do let's do yours real quick, and then we'll. All right, well, let me find it. It'll take me a second. All right, then we'll do so. we'll do the one our other one real quick. Okay, you do that one first. So, last Monday, <laughs> we got done do the podcast, and I and I'm waiting for the podcast export. I'm on Facebook, and our friend over here, Gene, <laughs> shared an article. Oh boy, delightful. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, article in quotes, please. right? So Gene shared an article, and I kind of have the same feeling. Well, we have a lot in common, as you do. And do you want to explain what you what you what you shared? No. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, like he shared an article on uh, fake news. I don't care for fake news. Um, and and uh, let's I, be fair, I, most people don't. Yeah, I have a strong. Um, Without saying like the unless, onion. Unless com. it's written by the onion, right? Who who does Which, who understands what satire what is? Right. Tongue in cheek. Yes, yeah, satire. Yeah, 
I have a strong, strong, strong love for Northeast PA. Yes. And I have a strong love for artists and food and farmers and musicians yep. and stand-up comics and photographers and whatever other art or whatever something people are trying to do to make our area better. And there's so many cool things to write about. Not just some idiot doing a pop-up in Houston. That's not what I'm getting at. <laughs> what I'm talking about is this amazing shit that's going on in our town. Yeah. It's awesome. And I love every bit of it. And that's the crap that gets printed. It's fake crap about a guy getting arrested for having a 12-inch penis or some stupid <laughs> not. It was awful. And I'm like, I just shared it. And like, I know people that are there and it's, you know, it is what it is. It's fine. It's great. I I can't stand the fact that they're wasting paper trying to do something clever. And it's not, it's dumb when there's so many beautiful things to be writing about. Yeah. Why don't you put your effort in? That's, that's the thing. Positive. How much, how much uh, feedback <laughs> do you have to get before you're like, oh yeah, this really is a stupid idea. Like, why is it that, you know, there, there's this insistence on this, this haters going to hate attitude of I'm just going to do what I want anyway. And it's like, okay. Uh, so, so now that you're 13 years old, mm -hmm. uh, you know, can you, can you grow up and, and write real articles now about things that There's actually so matter? Because I feel like there's, there's, um, Especially when you when you're you know at a level where you're distributing a publication and you're taking people's ad money and everything else, there's kind of this this uh, sense that the that you owe the community because the community is obviously supporting you in some way. Right. So you need to give back. So I always felt when I worked in that industry, and you know I feel as I work in in a website that uh, you know you should be giving back to what you're doing and, and and always constantly working with the community as opposed to against their best wishes or totally. you know just doing what you want anyway and throwing a fit if you don't get get you know to, to do what you want to do like it's it's so ridiculous and and uh, completely backwards I don't I don't just don't understand the attitude I, I, at all. I think I think the problem with it is if it was like this week in fake news, Totally. It would work. Would love it. Yeah. They you know what I mean? Something, but instead it's like this funny. it's this weird little insurance company disclaimer mm -hmm. where it's like this isn't real. But it also has to be funny. And you see, well, it's I mean, very, I mean, very it hard to be funny. You have to, funny is very subjective. You have to be very talented. Yeah, that's the problem. We know a comedy. lot of comedians who are who are like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like they that's work the hard to be funny. Comedy. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is very subjective. Like the comedy that I enjoy is I love like you know the cringe comics of the world. I love Jimmy Norton and uh, you know Schumer and like uh, Bobby Kelly. Like I, I'm not going local. I, I know I'm going like some of the bigger comics. Like these guys will make you ooh, really, that was tasteless but hilarious. Yeah, because it's because but there's that, something redeeming about it. That's just my kind of humor. And right. I know that like these guys have kids. I know that it's all just for fun. Yeah, they're not making rape jokes. It's just. They're just being a little silly and and talking about, you know, buttholes or whatever it is that they <laughs> joke about. But the <laughs> the fact that, that I like that that's is, the, that's what you went to. They can be talking about. But buttholes. here's the best part, though. They're posting these things on their Facebook page, these ridiculous fake articles. And you read the comments from the viewers, yes. or from the readers. Yes. And they all are in agreement with what the four of us are talking about. They all say, stop. Yes. Just stop. Or right. I can't believe this is true. I can't believe well, some, you know, <laughs> some, it. Those are the some two. of them need to figure out that this is uh, like you said, satirical um, in quotes. 
Yeah, <laughs> totally. totally. Yeah. Not like you said. I knew you were coming in rich. There are haters. No matter what you do, there's haters. Always. I mean, I, I, I had an article in the paper recently about just something, um, you know, I guess it has to do with the TV. We were on the CNBC show recently, and there was a picture of me and my sous chef cooking, and some guy just, like, ripped me apart for my beard. And really? he made a comment about food and his or hair, sorry, hair and his food, and et cetera, et cetera. And it, he kind of wrote it in the sense that, like, he he had got hair in his food. Now, as you could tell, I don't I don't have a Johnny Beard beard. From no, three guys. I yeah. it's sort of normal. Not that his is abnormal. Sorry, Johnny, I love you. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just great big bushy beard. Yeah, his is a great big bushy. Yeah. mine it's just I just have a sort of a beard. Right. So he just going on and on and on. So I replied to his comment. Of course, of course. Of course it was fucking anonymous. Because why would they ever put their real name? Of course. So I, I went and filled out the stupid paperwork on the to, website to, 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 to put to comment. Gene Philbin. That's my name, by the way. <laughs> to put it full with a profile picture that was me. Because I, and I, I don't trash at all. I don't do that stuff. So I, I'm not afraid to like... I have to defend myself if I can. So I replied to the gentleman with my name and, and who I was. And I said, I'm really sorry. I said, I hope you didn't have a bad experience dining with us and blah, blah, blah. If you got hair in your food, I, I, I wish to know when it was, and I would like to make it right. And then after that was 20 comments from all these other people going, we know who that asshole is. He's a troller. He's never once been near pop-up right. because we just know who he is. So I kind of you know looked at his profile real quick and that's what he does. Now, after that, I had a woman that came to a brunch pop-up and she got a cold dish, apparently. And she wrote me something. And it was so well written. And she was very kind about it. And she's like, I just need to let you know. She's like, I love you guys. And I'll never stop coming to you guys. And blah, blah, blah. And you guys. Were... But when I came. And it happens. And I, and I took ownership of it. Because I live by the motto, when you screw up, you own up. Right. So she got. She ordered a Kentucky hot brown. And it was, it, it was a little. It wasn't piping hot. Right. And it bothered her, but the way she wrote it was so nice. And I just replied with, I, I got you, mama. Like, you're, I, I understand. Yeah. You come back. I'm going to take care of you. And she's like, don't take care of me. I'm just letting you know. And she was really cool about it. So that is great criticism that I could respect and 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 appreciate. That's a positive. I need to know that. But that's a positive from the heart criticism. She wrote it yeah. really, constructive. really well. Con yes, totally. That's the thing. <clears throat> These boobs that go on there <laughs> and talk. <laughs> who's that? Who's that? The Leslie with the Reed Miller pictures. The guy is doing right. amazing work. I never met the guy in my life. We're Reed friends, Miller? We're friends on Facebook. I love. You got to meet him. It is my favorite. It's one of my favorite things I find every single week is the beautiful people because I don't know him, but I know a lot of the people he takes pictures of. Yeah. And I love them. And I love how some of them are like, like sort of um, dangerous, like the two guys, like the two nude guys hugging, like they're gorgeous. <laughs> I love them. And some of them are so simple. It's just a guy on the streets of West Scranton. And, right. Or South. What was he? South side or West side? Yeah, he was in yeah. South side. South side. Yeah. Like those were so cool. And somebody had to write a thing and just like, what? Did we talked about that last two weeks yeah, ago? We or talked, didn't, uh, didn't we? Oh, a while back. It yeah, was, yeah. I think about it was a month on the ago. Three guys, but one. I mean, the, the, but at this, you know, these are people who like, I, I, it, they need to do a documentary on like internet trolls. Yeah, I'd love you know to I mean? see that. Because I'd love to. So who are many you? Wonderful right. things going on in the area. Like, who are you to shit? Like, who hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> Why are yeah. you out trying to shit on everything? We, 
we did a we did a dinner last week, and this is I'll wrap to do this really quick. We did dinner last week, and you know we say we do class comfort. Our food is very much gastropub, and we, me and my Sue and my other buddy Johnny, who's uh, one of our cooks, we were dying to do wings, and we yeah. never do wings. It's not really our thing, but we've been dying to do them. Yeah. So I ordered uh, wing parts from a local farm called Quails R Us. And their pasteurized, beautiful chicken wings came in. And we had, like, actually, we got whole chickens. We had to fabricate them down. We took all the wings. But here's the coolest part. All the chicken feet from the chickens he sent down, too. Now, chicken feet, as weird as they look, have a ton of meat on them. Oh, really? (laughs) Excuse me. And are super juicy and super dark. Like, it's good stuff. So we thought it'd be a lot of fun to... While making the wings, we had the, you know, the drumsticks and the, and the wing part. And we made a, you know, it's just a simple buffalo sauce with sriracha and koji john and some fresh herbs and chives and things like that. And it was nothing crazy. But one of the things that went on the top was this buffalo wing coated chicken foot. Looked a little scary, but it, it was fun. It was a lot. Of, was it and, more like a garnish? No, you know, you, you got to eat, eat it, man. You, you, you got to eat okay. it. There's right. a lot of good meat on it. And there's actually a lot of fat on the outside. So that went in the fryer first. So what we did was we actually took all the wings and the foot and dust it in like smoky fl- uh, mesquite spice flour. Yeah. Like you were doing a Southern fried. And so like this thing had a crispy flour, then yeah. crispy fat, then a ton of dark meat like on the. So you literally got to eat the meat off the toes. Yeah. Which could be a little off putting, but, you know, we're not called peculiar because we're boring. <laughs> so um, I just took a picture of the dish We try to Instagram and take pictures as much as we can So I put a picture up on our website And some lady um, Like we got all these people that were like Wow my god like you know Like all this stuff like we didn't just serve it with blue cheese Like We made all these sauces and like try to really make it Like an elegant wing dish And people were commenting Like oh my god I've never had a foot before But that looks good and blah blah And some woman I don't know who she is I don't know where she's from and if you're listening, I thank you because you wrote gross and nothing else. <laughs> and I think I, she put ew. And then sometimes it's okay to just not vomit out the stuff that's in your head. <laughs> yeah. She just wrote gross. And I'm like, you just lost your peculiar privileges, ma'am. <laughs> and I put that up long enough that I hope she saw it. And then she got the delete button. And That's like, awesome. I, I, I'm telling, like, like if someone gives me proper criticism and 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 a, a review that you know was like from the heart, and like that, like I said, that lady that had the cold dish, I would never delete. I don't delete comments. Yeah, because you're, you know, you have the right to speak. But if that's what you're going to write when I'm just trying to show the work and the love that we put into food, and all you write is gross. Yeah, but that lady who wrote you, that wasn't that wasn't a public. Oh, it was. Oh, it yeah, was. Yeah, it was on our page. Yeah. And oh, really? We, and we left it there. Yeah. Because she was very polite about it. I'm sorry I didn't have the best meal of my life. I want to tell you about it. Thank you for telling me. I said, I really apologize. And she was grateful. And she's been back. She's been back and had great times. Like, she did not give up on us. Those are the people we love. I love everybody. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I know you are. But good hugs. If man. all you're gonna, I'm the best hugger in the I world. No, I know. But if you're just gonna write <laughs> gross on a picture of chicken wings with a crispy fried foot on top, you just lost your peculiar privileges. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. No, I didn't. I I deleted her. I really did. So stop being. Uh... <laughs> Stop being a troll. I, yeah, just stop. but People even just hate. But, just but it's not, hate. you know. And not only that, was it but, Slayer or Slipknot that said, 
you know, shake it off, shake it off. That was like one of those metal bands, right? Yes. Shake it off. <laughs> yes. Shake it off. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, I, I fall. I wish I could follow that rule. I'm a Swifty. So. I can't. Yeah. I, I wish I could say I just shake it off, but I don't. Um, no, I mean, but when it comes to what you do, I'm pretty I think s- it, I think it's hard when you're uh, you're a creative person and you you care so much about what you do. You're gonna you're gonna take that to heart, no matter what. I it always is. do. I'm yeah. also self deprecating and kind of a wimp sometimes, so I, <laughs> I, I like to sulk. You know, I, I but at least I could admit it that I I I, I, I don't. I'm a crybaby sometimes, but it, you know when you like when you spend like literally like 16 hour days like cooking something right. And if someone says, Grow, like, we've been very fortunate. We have the most amazing customers that we don't get a lot. And I know that sounds kind of cocky to say it, but I have to at least preface it by our customers are amazing. So we don't hear a lot of shit, but when you do it, it really hurts because we do put a lot into it. Yeah. You're you working know? your ass you off. Guys got, I mean, you guys know. I, I know. I've heard you I talk blow it about off. it. <laughs> well, I don't care. Uh, you do what's that? I don't care. No, no, I don't. Well, you. you can't because because the thing I is, do, is man. like I'm a, such a wimp about it. What I do is so, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like it's creative, but at the same time, it's more uh, like what's the practical thing to do? Right, right. You know what I mean? So like if somebody if somebody's critical of what I do, it really doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's I get more so like if if you wanted to, if you wanted to break it down to like how much it affected you, right. A positive thing affects me way more than a negative one. Mm-hmm. If that well, makes sense, yeah. To- oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but I like, wish I, I just say I wish I could say <laughs> that. No, we just- I'll get some. If if I get something negative, man, I sulk for days. No, you can't. My sous chef tells me every like if I ever hear bad news, I get PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> and he said Justin says it all the time. He's yeah. like he has PTSD. <laughs> does now what? Is, now does your sous chef? He doesn't take it that way, does he? Oh God, no. Yeah. <laughs> It's no. a lot easier for me to blow things off too. Like I think we kind of like. Do you have to, each do you have to spend though? the next yeah. couple she's, of days being like, oh, "Stop! Yeah, yeah. Here's some ice cream." Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I just I just scratch my back and make it all better. <laughs> do you get? I mean, I, I've heard you talk in the back. Do you get shit for the like for what you're working all, on all the time, all the time? And you know, I, I've I've how de- is that possible? I've even debated back fear and envy. Yeah. You do nothing but fucking beautiful things for Northeast PA. Yeah, I mean, you put it in the goddamn title. You could have <laughs> called it. You could have called it Rich Howell scene because it's my goddamn show, but you didn't. All you all you do is support local, but you still get shit. Oh, yeah. It happens, yeah. What Absolutely. Fuck, man, sorry. Man, no my sense. dad's my dad is uh, Gene Philbin Sr. <laughs> I adore him. He does he supports every single solitary thing that I do. And I apologize for the F word pops. <laughs> does he Just, not? No, no. He's no, no F bomber? No, 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 no. Wow. If I say shit in front of him, I, I apologize. And he's like, son, it's okay. You're an adult. My but I don't like it. My family's like watching HBO after eight. No, no, not for me. <laughs> wow. But so you're getting it too, huh? Yeah. You know, you get trolls here and there and you get people too who, um, you know, even at our, you know, live events and things like that, who just want to throw a wrench in things really? because they like just, the, the, and yeah. And I don't know if it's, it, is it, is it a, you know, is it a jealousy thing? Is it a, I just, I just want to be a dick thing. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, do you, do you get a lot of people trying to tell you what you should do too? All the time, yeah. constantly. Well, you know, people tell you I'm what sure you, you get it too. What you should cover, yeah. what you should yeah. write about, it who you should be talking. Kind of like well, and you know, nicely you, though. Like, you, you know, what you should make sometime. You should make meatloaf, and like <laughs> that's okay because yeah. that's something I'm like, you know what? I never put a meatloaf dish on. 
It might be fun to do that. Do you get that? And you see, get like, I'd be okay with that. To do this every, every once in a while, sir. I get one that's n- normal. That's just like a hey, you know, here's an idea. But usually, I it's worded that. in the okay. way of whatever you're doing is bullshit, <laughs> and this is what you should be doing because that's bullshit. And it's like, could you not just could you just maybe leave the bullshit part out and yeah. just say? Okay, you know, uh, maybe maybe just offer something. You know, here's what I think mm. you should be focusing on, or here's an idea, or something like that. Because a lot of times you'd find that that's that's actually something that I'm working on, or that I am interested in, or something like that, or, or something a whole that new I new fresh idea I haven't gotten to yeah. yet. You know what I mean? Like people it, have a lot of great ideas out there. See, well, yeah, tell us nicely, goddamn it, we'll I, do it. It's it is flattering in a way because <laughs> a lot of people think that we're bigger than we are yeah, because yeah. they see a lot of names on the site and and there's a lot of people that help that volunteer and I'm getting more and more people all the time, which I'll get to in a second. But um, you know, most of the it, it, behind the scenes is all me. Right. So a lot of times it's like it, it it's as much that I can pack I can possibly pack into a day and then stay up all night until four in the morning and finish right. before I pass out. I, I'm trying in to essence, make it yeah. into my full time yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the I mean, thing, it's, but the it's thing, all it's it's literally all I'm doing right and, now. And the thing right. and the thing you got to realize is like you know we all you know I I think especially in this room all of us are like a Mad Lib for each other. You take out a noun and a pronoun, and we're basically trying to do the same thing. Yeah, sure, totally. Um, and and I think I think the hard part is is I think Rich is right where where they say you know where people just assume you know you're huge. And you must be rolling in dough. Oh, God. no right. pun intended. I, I'm sure they probably think that uh, of you guys you know, because you know what I mean. I, you wouldn't believe. I, even to this day, I still get. Oh, like, you can afford to take a vacation. Dude, what the fuck is because, a vacation? Because I won twenty grand on guys' grocery games. People That's God. Think, you probably put that right, right. back in the business. Oh like, my God, yeah, it's, yeah. You know what? It's the jalopy out front that has the peculiar wrap all over it. Right. That's where that money went. Like that. Yeah, yeah and know? it's gone. Right. And they think like, oh, I want. All, all it did was allow you to bump up a notch, not even a level. Right. No, a it was notch. a notch, and it was a very helpful notch. Yeah. You know, we got to upgrade to a catering van as opposed to the Saturn View that I was driving prior, <laughs> driving up to a wedding for 250 in my SUV with a broken window and a busted taillight and bubble. <laughs> you know, but Real that's classic. how we started. We started yeah. hard. And we, yeah. You know, we just went out and, you know, th- thankfully the, the TV stuff has been good to us. I mean, it really has. But with, Well, your branding you know, is great. What you guys are doing the, for your branding. Thank is- you, man. Thank you. It couldn't be done without the help of people that, you know, try to help guide us. Microphone, I mean, motherfucker. We're learning. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I eating the microphone now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, we try to market as much as we can without, like, bothering people. And yeah, because it gets... It gets- it could be a little much if yeah. we just keep shoving it down people's throats and sponsor everything on Facebook, which is tough because, you know... It costs money. Well, you find, you know, you put something out on prime time. Like you find the prime time, you put it out, you got 3,000 likes, and then you see the thing, the algorithm, and it says 175 people saw your post and you had three likes. And you're like, what the frig? But kind of going back to the trollers, like for every one person that kind of dumps on you, there's definitely a a hundred people that love what you're doing. Absolutely. And, you know, I know it. The one nice thing was like we we get to vent to each other a little bit even on a public forum, and and because we're all in that boat, and and it is what it is, and you know even like like the guys from Three Guys a couple of weeks ago, like like Johnny gets, you know when they first started they took a lot of shit, you know because their consistency was a little bit off, which he admitted on the show. This I'm not saying anything, you know those guys are like family to us. Um, yeah, but it, it took time to get it, it took right. Time to get it right. Yeah, they had to get the recipes right. Yeah. 
So if one year they decided to tweak their wheat with a quarter ounce more, te- uh, you know, coriander than the other year, then obviously it's going to be different. So yeah. they're not consistent. What do you mean they're not consistent? They've been open for nine months. Yeah, they're trying <laughs> to find their way. Can they please brew more than two freaking kegs? On? <laughs> How much have you brewed? Well, I never brewed beer. Oh, interesting. Do you have a liquor license? No, I don't. Oh, how's that? It. Do you ever work in a brewery? No. <laughs> <laughs> Give them time. They're good dudes. They yeah. Work. And look what they turn into. I mean, they got. Well, well, the only thing is, like, you know, people. And 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 look, I, you know, this is all prefaced upon assumption. You totally. Know, we're, we're trying to make educated. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. You know, and and and, and, nice I, and I think and I think it's all it's all. You know, I don't think people realize that, like, you know, you know, people like Eugene and 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 Rich and and you know other people that we deal with. It's like it's like you know when they give you when they give you shit, they think you're out to get them, like you're out to do something bad, right? Right. right. And it's like, no, we're not no. we're not going to stay in business. Nobody's going to stay in business if our customers are unhappy. Yeah. Right. And our and our customer isn't just like our friend. Our customer is a person we've never met before. True. You know, if if they have a bad experience, the longevity of this isn't, you know, because yeah. because three guys, you guys, Rich, me, this is all what we want to do. Oh, if our right. people are pissed off, we're not going to be able to do what we no, want to do. Not. No, we're sure. You know, and that's how hard it is because it's like you want to. And and how do you do? You, do you guys ever? Uh, I, I wouldn't say compromise. But, you know, as, as it, you know, palettes are delicate. What people like mm-hmm. are very delicate, you know, yeah. and even weddings like Jesus, I can't even imagine. Totally. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever move away from what you want to do? Because somebody's like, nah, I'd rather, you know, if, if I'm going to pay you for it, I'd rather, you know, add a little less of this or a little more of that or take this off the menu or put that on the menu. Do you guys ever? We're, we're lucky enough to be busier now where we could be a little more selective. So if we have mm. people that are contacting us about something and we don't really agree with the, the way they want to go with the menu, chances are we're probably going to have somebody else contacting us for the same date and we we won't work with them. If it's if, if it's going to compromise our quality or what we want to do, we're not going to do it. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just it's quality first, you know. No. I mean, it's it's about what the customer wants too. I'm not saying we're food snobs, but no, no, no. but still, it's 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 what you're doing, and you but know, we want to be passionate about what we're doing <clears> because <throat> that's going to come across in how we deliver it to you. Yeah, see, so. I think that's the thing that people don't get. You it's, can't be passionate about it if they're forcing you to do something. Yeah, right. That's, you know yeah, what I mean. It's true. And I I, th- I think uh, I think it says something about what you guys are doing too because uh you know you hear this a lot about Northeast PA that everybody around here is so close minded and they don't know what's good for them and they're so far behind the times and all this other kind of shit and you know there's some nugget of truth to that in in some people but you know overall if you guys are doing such a, an unusual interesting thing with your menus and finding success in it on a regular basis like you are. I think that has to say something about people's open-mindedness and totally. that they're interested they definitely in in what you what you're doing. So I mean, I think it was a risk off the bat to do to try what you're doing, but obviously it, it paid off, and I I guess you've seen that now in in the success that you've yeah. had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, the palettes in this town are changing big time, which is nice. I mean, I you know I, I just I have nothing to complain about. Um, we've had a lot of fun. We, you know, we've had some success. We got a few awards this year and life is good, man. I, I really can't complain. And I love being, um, 
I love being a chef in Northeast PA right now. Mm-hmm. You know, when I graduated college, my dream was to be a chef in Manhattan. And we moved to North Jersey for a few years, and I almost made it to Manhattan. I got hired by Tom Calicchio, who's one of the judges on um, Top Chef. And I got hired for him. He was doing a, uh, he was actually running a kitchen in a country club in Jersey City. And I thought if I spent six months with him and busted my ass, I get into one of his places in Manhattan. And that was the entire goal. My mother got sick, and I had to come home because I had to be here with her. And then my nephew, Kieran, was born, and I had to be here for that. So we decided to move back from Jersey, and we picked up and left. Like, we literally picked up and left. We lost our security deposit. We lost a couple thousand dollars worth of crap we were supposed to get back because we thought we need to get back home because this is important. And it was probably the best decision that we ever did because I love Manhattan. I love New York City. and I even love New York, Jersey. But uh, more than anything, I love being a chef in Northeast PA because we have a lot of cool shit going on. And we have a lot of great chefs in the area that I got lucky enough to become friends with. And, uh, you know, they used to coin uh, the phrase BOC, Brotherhood of Chefs. And it was just a bunch of guys that love cooking with each other. And we do it all the time. Jimmy Guasto from Guasto's at the Jazz. Chris Mullen from Blake's Leanne, which I know is a little bit far away, but the dude's got three restaurants in his freaking hotel, man. And <laughs> he's got three restaurants. He's got a gastropub, an Italian joint, and a fine dining restaurant. And all three menus are different. And him and like two other guys in a pastry chef are busting out food for three different restaurants. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's good. It's wow. actually, no, it's better than good. You got a guy like Jeff Hunsinger. He's the chef at Beaumont Inn up in Dallas. He's growing all of his own produce. All. He starts it in December with hydroponic lights and this whole thing like he builds in his kitchen. And then when the weather gets right, he transfers it out of uh, from the, the from the lighting system out into the, his 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 um, garden outside. They're lucky enough to have a little bit of property that they could do that. Wow. And I swear, like, 80% of the stuff on his menu, he's growing. Obviously, the, the meats and that. But, I mean, this is a guy that's going ham over, you know, passion and stuff. The guy we, we call the godfather is John Tabone. He spent the last 10 years at Glenmar. He's opened up his own restaurant, finally. This guy trained all of us. All the guys that, like, are doing trying to yeah. do something right, he trained us all. This guy's getting ready to open a restaurant in Scranton. He's got charcuterie hanging. You know what charcuterie is, Mark? No, it sounds like something I'd see on the dark. I told you the about dark it. web. I told you about it earlier. <clears throat> the salamis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good mold. No, you said good you said, mold. You said sweaty meat. Yeah, good mold, bad mold. <laughs> I remembered sweaty meat. So he's hanging his sweaty meats now. Yes, I can in order that. to get ready for when the restaurant opens, like maybe seven or eight months from now. Oh, like that's my God. what this guy's doing. Like he's hardcore. Yeah. You got guys like you know. I mean, we just have some awesome chefs in this area. Whether they're in country clubs, restaurants, fine dining restaurants, bars, grills, they're just trying to do something really cool. And um, it's an awesome movement. And when I was coming up, when I was younger, coming out of culinary school, so it was like 2004, the one thing that I noticed, and some of the guys that I'm, I'm with right now noticed, the older crew in the restaurant world loved to talk shit on each other. It's their favorite thing. It was like the young and the restless. It was like it was like a, it was like a hair salon. It was it was ex- <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! You nailed that one right on the head. Yeah, it was exactly like a nail salon. Okay, 
And they love nothing more than to trash. Like, so if you're at a fine dining restaurant, they love nothing more than to trash the other fine dining restaurant. Yeah. If you worked at a bar, they love nothing more than to trash the bar down the road. Right. That's all they did. Yeah. Was just shit talk each other. Now we work together. We do pop-ups together. We do fundraisers together. Right. We do anything that we can do to hang out with each other and cook food together. That's what we do. Well, that's, I think, well, that's how you build a scene. Totally. Right. Yeah. Cuz totally. you can't do it that it's way. It's a totally how And you I, and I you know and I and it's going back to the trolls and all that crap, you know, for you you could probably say that we're, you know, maybe people listening to this could say that. I don't know, maybe, you know, cuz I like to look at both sides. You could probably say that we're being negative about focusing on the negative. Sure. And, yeah. And you know, I I think we do that in some respects. So it's a little bit therapeutic. Maybe it does bother me. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's Before, also. I, I, you, well, you're infamous for this. What you can never just accept a compliment. You no, it, I can't. As nope. soon as as soon as someone compliments, you have to twist it and turn it and and uh, well, yeah, but not really. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. I don't know why I get. That. I have like this self esteem issue. I don't know why. <laughs> I do but it. Like the, I but, do it too sometimes, though. And like I know the, what you mean. Or I try to downplay it. Like like someone will be like, well, I mean, "Oh, you did something, and it it you know made an effect or changed my life or whatever this and that." And I'm like, "You yeah, know, it didn't. No, it's okay. I'm just uh, one person. Yeah, I'm not Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, but but you know, bringing it bringing it up." You know, we do the last word thing, and it's kind of like our, you know, our 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 barking dog, our therapy. Yeah, yeah it's 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 our thing. But you know, it, it's it, the people that give a damn, and I think that's I think that's what needs what needs to happen is you know sometimes we come pray we we become pray ourselves to this to to falling into the pitfalls of negativity or whatever just because it's entertaining. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, somebody's talking shit. Who's talking shit about you? Like, yeah. let's just talk. Yeah, let's go back what and forth. Say? Yeah. What'd she say? Yeah. What'd they all say? <laughs> um, and I think what we need to focus on is, is you know, if and I and I think the guys from Loyalty last week were right when they're like, stop shit talking to your town. I think I think it goes a little bit bigger than that, where it's like, you know, forget about shit talking to your town. Start supporting it. So yeah. start supporting, yeah. you know, totally. and I'm not saying like me. It's I don't. A pretty I don't, awesome town. I, I, I don't I don't do anything that like needs support any clients. I don't need support. You know, you, right. you guys are very open to the public and everything that you do. Yeah. Um I'm not like that. I'm not a bar. Right. So I really can't I don't really don't think I can say that. But you know, if you want you know, if you want really good food, if you want really good arts and entertainment, if you want really good beer, if you want a really good haircut, if you really want a really good tattoo, you have to go to these establishments. You have to go to these people. You have to visit these websites. And if you don't do it, it's not going to be around. And if it's not going to be around, you're just going to start bitching about other things. And I think right. it's going to dumb down everybody. I, I think that's the main thing is, is uh, I think people, especially in an area around here where there's, there's so much to do and there's so many great things going on, people take it for granted. And so then all of it goes away and then it's, there's nothing to do. There's no, there's no good food here. There's no good, uh, you know, journalists here writing good, you know, articles. There's no good, uh, you know, movie makers making movies or Uh, it's filmmakers, rich, you know, things like like that, you know, (laughs) see, see, can't, can't, uh, I, I always see a lot from, you know, even like, you know, different people on Facebook or Twitter, Writing about how the music scene in Northeast PA is dead. Dead all well, the time. I we, hear it. When we came up, like, all right, so like my friends. And I was just convinced. That, I, I thought it was dead, too. And I was convinced in the last few weeks, like, holy shit. Holy shit. You're wrong. I'm totally wrong. Yeah. When, I wasn't convinced it was dead. I was just convinced like it was on life support. It was support. different. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we were like when 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 Marky and Miranda and myself, we were out together. 
you know, every like every night there was a band. You know, Wednesday night at the at the Woodlands, we're singing that fun. band songs. We're totally, we had the we had the Bent Blue, we had the Underground Saints, we had the Strangers with Candy, then we had the, the Panaceas, the we had the Panaceas, know? the Syphilis, the you know, you go out on a Thursday night to see Syphilis play at the Voodoo Lounge, and there'd be a hundred people in there, hundred twenty five people to see our band. A but, hardcore, but, like see, heavy band, right, but like knowing their songs, like knowing that, them, that's singing insane. them, mm-hmm. singing them, owning the owning the CDs, yeah, which we were just talking about yep. before, which none of us do anymore. You know, buying the records and really like you know going out and supporting them. So all these bars with the huge stages maybe are closed, and maybe like the full band thing is a little bit less than what it was when the Strangers with Candies were out and, and Breaking Benjamin was out. But you like if you do your homework, I always say if you do your homework, God damn it, man, there's some good bands in this area. Yeah, real I mean, good, bands. really good bands. You know, like you look at guys like like oh, uh, Young Burgo last night. Yep, they just won a spot at Fuzzfest. Yep, which we uh, we put on the yeah, site. W- w- which is interesting because it was the awesome. band, the band who I think today everybody went who. Yeah, you know what? It's yeah, which uh, is a shame. I, which 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 I'm just I discovered. Guilty of. I discovered the band a, a, a while ago, and and but I hadn't seen them play yet, and I just saw them play recently at uh, NEPA Palooza, and I was like, holy shit, where yeah, have I been? Uh, Fuck, Jeremy Burke. We we were fortunate enough to meet him through a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, and I think he played <laughs> the third pop up we ever did, mm-hmm. and he's been a peculiar peep ever since. Mm. and he's played a bunch of shows and that's one thing we always try to incorporate in the pop-ups is some sort of local music yeah mm. well, when we can um or when it's available sometimes we ask smith a played bunch your of first guys. one didn't he smith played the first two or three yeah then it was tom graham played i think the next two and then we got jeremy burke and then since then i can't i mean it's been there's been a lot yeah, yeah from the you know, Brad Parks, who was in Kids on Bikes. Tom Graham's played a bunch. He just did brunch for us recently. He was amazing. Kaylee Baker. Kaylee Baker, who's mind-blowing. Um, we really get a lot of, like, Jonathan Smith, who's a different John Smith. He's phenomenal. Which blew my mind, because I'm like, wait a second. Smith, yeah, there's somebody. Guy have, yeah, yeah. How do I have a mutual friend with this guy that I should be already friends with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's awesome, too. Rich Janov. I mean, we've had some really great local artists come out and play um, play with us, but um, where are we going with this? Holy crap! My mind just wandered. Science, the, the Science. local music scene—it's not dead. support. So not dead. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, it's—it's it's like might be like kind of stronger than ever. It, you know, it might have changed, and I you mean, know, the venues that you remember might not be there yeah, anymore, and you might have to look a little now, bit harder, and you might you know? have to do your homework. Yeah, you, you know, know, I but, think uh, I think that's you got places like like the other side over in Wilkesbury that's connected to Barton Arby's. Yep. Like they get like they do full shows, you know, opener, middle act, closer. Yeah. Like they're not just like, okay, here's here's this cover band, which I love cover bands too. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that. Um, but here's a cover band that goes on eleven and ends at one thirty. Yeah. That's not what they're doing. They're starting at seven o'clock and they're ending at eleven because they realize too that a lot of us, you know, some of us are go home. Some of us are old farts, man. We gotta we we, we want to be in bed by midnight. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So that's kind of a, that's kind of a cool thing too. Is like the uh, quote unquote matinee shows. Yeah. Um, but they're just you know there's a lot of great bands out there. We could sit here for another two hour podcast and just talk about all the awesome bands that are doing amazing originals, also doing amazing covers, which w- will always sort of be important in the small town because it's a great lead in. 
Yep. Did you guys hear that version of Zeppelin? And then after that, they played one of their own songs. I don't know the name of it, but it was amazing. Yes. Yep. You know, people tend to forget that Jimi Hendrix didn't write his famous song. That's true. You know what I mean? That was Dylan. That's so true. Yeah, it really is. <clears throat> most of Dylan's, most of the songs that Jeepers Dylan wrote creepers. that everybody covered were bigger than were bigger than the way Dylan did them. Yeah. The, the king of rock and roll. Come on. You know, how and many, how many well, how many songs did Elvis write? See, um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, next zero? to none, like, zero, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, he yeah. pretty much everything he did was was somebody else's work. You know, yes. maybe we can do the so much talent as a transition. <laughs> huh? What are you doing next Tuesday? Um, probably cooking something. Till when? Till you call me and I'll come here. You and have I'll bring to, leftovers. You have to come. Where are we going to Oliphant next Tuesday? Oh, it's the final. It's the yes. last one, right? Yes. Yeah. June 23rd. The winners. Yeah. Yep. Very excited. The winners to find There's the grand 12, winner. 12, right? Yes. There's 12, yes. Yeah. And they're all they're all great. They all deserved it, too. You know, it's funny because a lot of people, uh, especially off the bat, again, back to the criticism thing, oh, it's going to be a popularity contest. Did you get shit like it's that? It's going to be, oh, yeah. You know, oh, oh, it's not fair because, you know, people can just bring their friends or whatever. And I said, wait a sec. Now... I've seen this happen where, you know, there are people who, you know, can, you know, they'll bring their friends or family to try and stack the vote or whatever, too. It's but not, it's, you, you it's have, not that big. It's, it's, it's called. <laughs> it's not like they're bringing in a bus. It's, it's, no, no, they're just, they're bringing a bunch of people. No, oh, son of a but bitch, here's you the brought thing. one more than I did. Here's the thing is you have to win over the whole crowd. Too. Yes. Because you've got another half of the people who aren't there for you, who might not know who you are, and now you have to win them over, too. It's yes. not that easy. And uh, pretty much every single time that the audience vote came out, I, I pretty much agreed every single time. There were very few times where I was like, mm, maybe I would have given it to that guy. But OK, all right. I see where you're going with that yeah, one. Yeah. You, you know, because you could appreciate where that opinion came from. Absolutely. Yeah. And and no, I can't I can say that out of the 12, all of them deserved it at, at one point or another, you know, and sometimes it was like, oh, maybe they should have got it a few weeks ago and not, you know, this week or something. But, you know, like because uh, some of them would work really hard. You know, a, a great example uh, is uh, Adam Bailey, who's an, another newcomer that, that you know, we kind of discovered through this. And I, I could see him, you know, being featured, you know, as, as many of the well, acts that we get uh, end up, uh, they, they, they come to us and they say, we, we can't really get any publicity or any one to seem to give a shit uh, you know, and I said, well, come to our event, you know, we'll, we'll help you out. We'll give you publicity. You know, we'll give you nice photos. We'll do story on you, whatever it takes. And sure enough, within a few weeks to a month of us doing that, all of the other local media suddenly gives a shit about who they are. <laughs> and all of a sudden, everybody else suddenly starts doing stories on those people. And it's great to see that. I'm, I'm, you know, I hope I'm not the only one who notices that or the only one who remembers that, but that seems to be the case. And I think, you know, there's, there's guys like uh, Adam Bailey and Katie Evans uh, that, uh, they they said, you know, we couldn't get like, you know, Katie told me I couldn't get booked anywhere. And then all of a sudden you featured me and now all of a sudden I'm booked places and I have shows on a regular basis. She said, not only that, but at your event, I've been, you know, I've made friends that I now consider my best friends just within those few weeks, you know, those over those few months, Three months. of us hanging yeah. out together. Now these are my best friends. Like it literally changed my life. Or you know, you guys like Adam Bailey, who who said the first week I walked in, 
I thought, you know, because he, he's relatively a newcomer and, and he does like, you know, songs on YouTube and stuff. So he came in thinking, oh, I'm going to I'm going to own this thing. And so the first week he comes in, he's super, super nervous. And then he, he he's going like like almost last or dead to last. So everyone else is in front of him. And he's like, oh, shit, there are a lot of talented people here. This is not what I expected. And so but it inspired him and he kept coming back and he kept getting better and better every single time and improved because he not only got better, but he, he tried to he, he, he was inspired by the creativity and said, well, maybe I'm going to try something different this time. Like there's an old folk song, uh, Wayfaring Stranger. And uh, and and you might not know it off the top of your head, but you would know it if you heard it. Um, because it's one of those public domain songs anybody could do. Uh, But he does his own really great version of it with a loop pedal. And so he's his own backup and he'll, he'll do like, he'll do a beat in the background, like, like a boom box kind of thing. And then he'll stop and record that. So that's going in the background. And then he, then he's doing his, like his, 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 uh, you know, background, his own background vocals and stuff. So he's doing this all live and then doing the song. And then at the end, he just stops everything and does it all acapella for the last part of it. And you're just like, you're blown away because this is really young kid who's doing such a great job doing this and the confidence is there like finally after several weeks of him getting up there and sweating bullets the confidence is there and i love that i I love seeing that and so the whole ride has just been great the whole 12 weeks has been really really awesome to see and i can't wait to see uh you know how the finals turn out because these are all judges who really haven't seen these people before. They're not That's really, they're yeah. not exposed That's really to this cool. every week. So they don't have biases as to yeah. who the and, Well, week 3 that guy killed that. I got to vote for him. That's not going to be an issue. Right, exactly. That's cool. Exactly. So I'm I'm so excited to see, you know, who takes it, especially because um there's three comedians and the rest are all musicians, but they're all really different kinds of musicians. Like some of them are like singer-songwriters. That you would you would expect, but like you know, there's some like Grant Williams who just plays bass, just the bass God, and he just a, has these amazing compositions. He? He's a madman, right? I've never seen anything like that. it's it's so. But it, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's all you need. You know, yeah. he's able to make it into such a, a an epic instrument. It's a beautiful. Thing. It's like watching Les Claypool on Particle Dynamics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just a, yeah. Oh it's just God. so much fun to That's watch, funny. you know, or you guys got like Jason Vo who like, you know, he use he, he, he does this, you know, how, how people will play like slap bass or slap guitar, right. but he's doing it with an acoustic guitar and he's just using it kind of as a percussion instrument just as much as the guitar and he's so fast with it he's unbelievable like his his hands are moving so quick they just blur and it's it's unbelievable <laughs> well and just like and just like you know in 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 your guys's business and and the and the friends that you make you know i think it takes a village and oh, it yeah. takes yep, and totally it's, and and you know with you know any pc scene it's it's kind of like the relationships that you guys have with, you know, your produce people, your meats, your, yeah. you know, all that other shit. If you didn't have them in your lives, you wouldn't do anything. Your customers, if your customers didn't talk to other customers, yeah, you absolutely. know, um, you guys, I mean, NEPA scene got talent that night um, with Thirsty's Great Lakes, for Astro, Fireball. Um, they, they're all cogs in the wheel. And, you know, and, and, and look, the, those are, those are businesses. Um, but they're businesses that get it and right. they're businesses that are a part of it. And they're businesses that see something that maybe, you know, that sh- unfortunately the other ones, the other businesses don't. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, without all these, these planets in alignment, you don't get, you don't get good stuff. And, 
you know, I, you know, I don't, Rich, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think you're out there trying to reinvent the wheel. God, no. And you know, you're just trying, you're just trying to, you know, every, like everybody involved is just trying to give each other a spotlight. Yeah. We're, I think, I think we're just, we're, we're spicing up an old idea, you know, trying to make it a little bit more fresh and more interesting for people, not just for the, the people participating, but the audience watching it. And, uh, you know, I, it's great that, you know, a place like Thirsty's, and like you said, you know, there's uh, Verastro with Great Lakes Brewing Company and, uh, you know, Fireball Whiskey, who, you know, were able to, to give the, the money and the, the, uh, the prizes and things Which, like that. Wait, I hate to feel like a piece of shit, mm-hmm. but when, when Great Lakes is like, hey, we'll be a part of it, I'm like, who? I mean, I haven't drank in five years, but I'm like, right. who is that? Yeah. And then I went, I went, uh, I had to do a location scout all weekend and we went to this like Scottish tavern in like Williamsport <laughs> and flying on the ceiling is that Great Lakes flag. Go. And I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> I got to stop going out to the, I got to start going to the bars that matter because <laughs> these guys are apparently important. <laughs> so, I mean, but without, you know, then that's the thing. It's like, if people don't, you know, if, if, comp- if you know, like I said, they're businesses, but if they, you know, with, with their power, it allows other things to happen and, and, you know, you know, and, and your hard work and, right. you know, but, but again, <laughs> I think, you know, going back to what we said before, you can't take it for granted and just assume like, oh, well, he got a bunch of sponsors, so he must be rolling in money doing this event no. and stuff like that. Or, no. you know, even, you know, get, God forbid anyone gets the impression of like, oh, he's making money off these artists. It's like, nah, nah, not even a not little a bit. Penny. You know, it's, it's interesting. Too. It would be nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it, that's the funny thing is, you know, and I I hate I hate to point it out, but you know, it's it's uh you know don't hate to point out anything we're, funny. We're a business like anybody else, you know, and we hope to survive doing what we're doing, you know, and by we I mean me, and uh you know you ask people like you know I usually ask people at the events, hey, you know, if you want to support us, uh we have uh buttons for a dollar and we have uh, t-shirts for ten dollars. Nice. We've probably sold three or four in twelve weeks. Right. And Mark you know, will give like you sex total between the buttons and the t-shirts. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so a lot of people are willing to you know take advantage of all the benefits, but might not say you know they might not stop. To be fair, then they're not maybe stopping and saying, "Wait a sec, if I buy that ten dollar t-shirt, then he gets to pay a bill this week, and then he gets to keep doing these For or." He, or if you, if I don't, then he's gonna have to stop and get you know a quote unquote real job, <laughs> and then his spirit will get crushed and he'll probably never do this stuff ever again. <laughs> so you know, like, and uh, people have to so think like that. True, <laughs> people have to think like that in terms of all artists. Like yeah. you know, buying that ten dollar record yeah. means that they get that ten dollars to put in the huge, gas tank huge. to get to the it's next so, venue. Yeah. It's so, so important. important. Yeah. yeah, and this you know same thing with you know like the ad pack we do and things like that you know like you know I, I, if we just get a few businesses who you know like what we do and are interested that's all we need to just keep going and keep the fuel going but you get a lot of people who will send you you know stuff and say oh you know do something on me do something on me and it's like you've never even mentioned me before or you helped me out in any way right. shape or form <laughs> yeah. but i'm supposed to help you all the time and that's so frustrating sometimes you know but, i'm happy you feel good but that's not going right, to pay my bills but i think the same yeah. thing needs to go for all artists yeah. you know like like uh, you know anybody trying to do anything yes. anybody trying to do anything personal anybody who's trying to do anything that's that's you know i remember when we had remember did you listen when we had guido on 
No, no, I didn't hear Guido's. Uh, he was a no, surprise. We didn't even well, know he was. But... We didn't even know he was coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. but he said he said you know he thinks he thinks the meaning of life is at the end you created more than you destroyed. And I thought that that was a, a great idea. Yeah, so anybody, totally. you know, like like you or, or or three guys or you know loyalty or yep. you know even the bands, you know, like like Blinded Passenger or Social State or Estacota or Fight with Friends, you know, if you don't, you know, you have to support the people who are trying to create because if you right. don't create, then you will destroy. That's the byproduct of not creating anything. Yeah, and you know, I I, th- I think that goes for everybody that's doing everything. I think that's the point you're trying to get across. Yeah, before and, I peed on it. And in in terms of of what we all do, uh, you know, what what takes our place, you're not gonna like because it's it's no, corporate be- it's corporatized bullshit is what takes this place. When local businesses die. Uh, McDonald's pops up and uh, Walmart's pop up and, you know, and there's, there's the, the, the Walmart of newspapers, you know, that, that pops up or, you know, the, the Walmart of, you know, pumping out uh, commercials, TV shows, you know, movies, whatever. I don't have to, I don't, I don't have to worry about that in the way that you guys do. I have to worry about that 18 year old kid who's, who's a hundred times smarter than me. (laughs) That's what I have to worry about. Yeah. Who actually did pick up his uncle's camera and crushed me. (laughs) <laughs> that's what i have to worry well, that's about. right you gotta always stay fresh too and you yep. keep learning keep learning i mean no how no matter how awesome of a you know producer you are or how awesome of you know a blog you know how awesome of a chef it does you got to keep keep on learning i mean you really yeah. do and challenge yourself and hard because otherwise you get stagnant and you could just sort of be like yeah i got a good thing going i'm just gonna keep rolling on how i'm rolling and life is good and then Next thing you know is not as exciting as it was, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why we're like in this adventure to move forward with you know with, you know food trucks and restaurants and everything else, and constantly you know I mean like I said earlier with the pop ups you keep coming and every time the menu's different we're always trying to push it and push it and not necessarily like out weird of the last menu but just <laughs> make, you know just make the menu different every time so that this week we have toenails. Toenails, <laughs> deep fried toenails, deep fried toenails. Ugh, man, you deep fried. So how so. do so how do people find you? Uh, best way to find us, well, there's a couple ways. Go on our website and join our mailing list. What's the website address? Peculiarculinary.com, and you click on the tab and join our mailing list. And we don't spam. We don't go nuts. Maybe one, maybe two a week, maybe two, but it's usually one a week. And open it. Don't just ignore it and open open it because it could be something really cool in there. Um, we're starting to like kind of we do some fun contests and stuff. We're giving away like we give away like year subscriptions to Food and Wine magazine, things to get people inspired yeah. to to share our stuff and get excited and sh- and tag us on pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we'll give you a little something back, or we'll just send you free T-shirts. I mean, we love giving away free swag because it's just a lot of fun, and nothing is more fun than seeing people wearing your shirt. And, By the way, and, the and new, wearing it proudly. The peculiar T-shirts are awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks. You. I don't even want to tell people what's on it because no, I think they need to find it. Because as soon as I open it up, I was like. Damn. That's awesome. <laughs> so, and then, and then on social Definitely. media, on like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it, man. What's, just, the, what's just, the handle? Just search it. For the most part, search Peculiar Culinary Company. Twitter's Peculiar CC. Facebook is Peculiar Culinary. I mean, you type in Peculiar Culinary. There's pretty much only, thankfully, only one in the world. <laughs> and uh, so far, except a Peculiar Pub in Manhattan, but they spell theirs differently. But um, if you just, you know, you search your social media and find Peculiar and you'll find us. And we just try to do some cool stuff on there. Make fun pictures. Do some fun marketing. Give away stuff. 
chicken feet. We love giving away free chicken feet. Um, <laughs> and, and, Gross. And, and we love talking with people. I mean, Gross. Ew. you lost your peculiar privileges, Marky. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So we, we, we love talking with customers. We love uh, what we do. And we love, you know, social media has been really, really good to us. Yeah. I know we, you know, like you said, we had a little vent session before that's sure. nothing and the people the, the people listen they get it man they know how they're like ah yeah they, these guys are just blowing up I, I, but i think it humanizes you i totally, really think it does totally. because it because to know that your feelings you get hurt and all of us yeah, even yeah, if you're, you know, know that you're the, human the guy cooks your meals is a big wimp yeah. you know it's it's good for everybody yeah. but uh wow that guy's a crybaby man my, my food's a little salty he must have been back there weeping yeah he was probably crying <laughs> in it. I, I i feel there's tears on my chicken feet i don't oh, really care for this salty meal. But uh, <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. The social media has been really, really good to us. I mean, that's kind of how we started marketing the whole thing. Um, and we've had a lot of fun with it. We love interacting with our customers. And uh, they've been good to us. And real quick, you have a great staff, right? Oh, my oh, God. Amazing. They're the best. We couldn't do anything without them. They are the best. We have some really cool, cool cats. They're a bunch of, I mean, honestly, that's, you know, to use the word kid, but that's what I use because I'm getting older. A bunch of young kids that love food and love what they do. And they love the area and they love art and they love life. And, you know, they're into music. They're into food. They're into tattoo culture. They're into, you know, local bands. They're into podcasting. They're, you know, these are people that just love like, you know, the, the arts that we were trying to freaking make. And it's, uh, they're awesome and they love people and we have a great crew. And yeah, without them, we'd be, we'd be screwed. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could, I could, you know, I could only cook so much before, I, you know, I need help. And I've got, you know, my kitchen staff, man, they're, they're, they, uh, my sous chef wrote on the wall in uh, Sharpie, he wrote, uh, one speed ham. And in the chef world, ham is hard as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we just say motherfucker is one word. Sorry, dad. So, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Philbin, I apologize for that, but that's how we roll, man. We go one speed, Sam. And even on a quiet night that we're just prepping for a couple of days, you know, we just get in there, we put on the tunes and, uh, you know, we put on some music and crank it up and just do our thing. Whether it be bluegrass or heavy metal, we crank it up loud and, and, uh, rock know, it out. We rock out hard, man. We rock out real hard. Ham. We rock out ham. We dance, <laughs> we sing, and we cook and we cut and we chop. And we work in a about a hundred and ten degree kitchen, oh, and we try to have the most fun that we can while we do it. And I think that speaks to our food, um, because we put a lot of love into it. And I just love doing it, and I love cooking for people. And it's the best job on earth. Actually, what what's the saying? Like, if you love what you do so much, you never have to work a day again it's in your life. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, man. I mean, that's what we were. We've been fortunate enough because of the awesome people mm -hmm. that we deal with, and the awesome people in Northeast PA that love. Uh, the fact that we're trying to do something different. We've been fortunate enough to just have a blast at our job. You know, we work hard. We have our tough days, you know, but when the end of the day is over, we're always hugging and kissing each other. The staff, all of us are just, we, we love each other. We are a family like through and through, like we do everything together, you know? And uh, I said, like my sous chef and I, we see each other more than I see some, you know, my sister and, and you know it's it's tough because that's the the hours that we work. Yeah, I just see I, Tom Bonomo just walked in. He's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! On that note, on that note, <laughs> um, my word. I'm sorry. He's so distracting. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, I, but honestly, though, um, we do have the best customers in the world, 
and we do have the most amazing job in the world. And it's because of guys like you that let us come on here and spew our bullshit that we have so much fun doing what we do and talking about food and and just having a blast, man, and and, and eating some mac and cheese and drinking some. Wait, do you, together you have extra food, right? For that handsome devil, you're damn right, I do. Yeah, there's some extra food for you, Tommy. Yeah, if you want to. Just do yeah. a wink and a nod. Oh, so handsome. there we go. Um, but, we good? And, and guys yeah. like the guys like Tom Bonomo. I mean, I know you guys talk about him before. He's been a huge supporter of us. And you guys—that's because you gave him food. Well, you damn right, <laughs> man. We feed our we feed our peeps. But um, I, you know, I know you, you know you wrap. You guys are wrapping up. I thank you for always putting stuff up for us and posting us and we try to do the same and share your stuff all the time we try to like as much as we can on facebook because we know how tricky it is now yeah. you gotta pay to post brother it's you gotta pay to post yeah. so if we could like it i know it keeps in my news feed which is what i want because every week i love reading your stuff and um i know we're buttering each other's popcorn here a little bit but i really do love what you guys are doing <laughs> i i know i i really <laughs> fuck man i love <laughs> I love what you guys are doing, and I really, really appreciate having my wife Miranda and I on, and um, and supporting each other, man. Supporting Nepo. We were so thinking about asking thing. her first, but we saw I saw your post. Which one? <laughs> the one from last week. Oh, I was like, ah, we were fuck, talking about before. Fuck Gene. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. <It's> negative Nancy. <laughs> That's what they behind every man is the smarter, so, more talented God, woman. Cheapers, creepers. Um, this thing would be a shit show if it wasn't for her. You can- oh, funny. You're welcome. <laughs> Finally, a compliment. <laughs> I'll take them where I can. Um, you good? Oh. Yeah. Let's uh, let's support this Kickstarter. Let's get this off the ground. Uh, you guys, uh, how how you guys doing on it so far? So far, so good. What are we at? About thirty five percent. Yeah. Thirty five percent. We're um, 10, 12 days in, which you know, sort of where we need to be. Um, That's a good start, but yeah. I think we could do better than that. Yeah, for these I'd people. really like to kill it and uh, and and crush it and. And bring the food to the masses in any fashion that I can. All right. You know? Well, let's. And, uh, and I'd love to do stuff, something together, man. We could. Uh, I want to do that sexy cooking segment. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally in for some sultry cooking. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do, let's do a night, uh, you know, mixing, mixing the arts with some food. Totally. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. We could pull something crazy together. Yeah. Well, Definitely. Anything? Yeah. Well, we'd be, you know, mashing up stand ups and, and music and artists and photographers and. I don't know, man. We have a great we should time. Do that. That'd we be crazy. Do that. mm-hmm. Get three guys to come down. We'll do a beer taste. I might and... actually, I might actually leave the house for that. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> usually I'm like I'm home pooping. Yeah, you're, or you're I'm like a hermit, like, man. You, I am, man. Yeah, I quit drinking. Definitely... I'm like I can't go out. That's where the demons are. I guess. Demons <laughs> are. I'm gonna stay home. You know, in every good bar, they usually Watch have Hulu. a good glass of soda. Actually, my first, you know, I, I went to a bar the next night after I quit drinking and I started drinking orange soda. Yeah, that was orange my. Soda. I'm like, as long as I'm drinking. That's all something that really, that's really all that matters. You're that's good. all that matters. Yeah. So um, check out Peculiar Culinary. No matter what you do in life, yep. Spend the next week just going through their Instagram and their Facebook and sign up for their newsletter, peculiarculinary.com. Yeah. Um, and make sure I swear to God for everybody that doesn't come out, I'll find you and I'll beat your ass. Next Tuesday, the twenty third at seven p.m. is the championships of the NEPAC and Got Talent Championships. Is right. Yeah. Twelve of the most amazingly talented people um that came out (laughs) 
that left their house on a Tuesday um, that supported it every week. That was the thing that was always amazing to me is even if you won like week one or two, you all, all those guys kept coming. Yep. Um, which is amazing. Um, and make sure you come out because it's going to be an awesome night. Tickets are $10. You can get them at NEPACene.com. You can contact Rich. You can contact Thirsty's Bar and Grill. We have tickets here at 258 if you want to hit me up on Facebook. Um, Great Lakes Brewing Company, Fireball, LT Verastro, totally fucking awesome. Um, let's see the Musatna commercial that I said that. The, 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 the advertising, <laughs> totally fucking awesome. Those guys. So next Tuesday, 7 o'clock at Thirsty's Bar and Grill, 7 o'clock, the 23rd, be there because I'm going to see if I can get these two beautiful people out and Bonomo if you can get them a cheeseburger. He'll totally. be there. And mac and cheese. And mac and Dude, it's mac and cheese with pork. I, I just all I saw from his mouth was come on <laughs> thank you everybody you guys have been absolutely generous with your time I appreciate oh, it oh we love being thanks here for thanks having for having us. us thank you so much peace out peace out